All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. We are at episode number 380. That's right. Tell your friends. Oh, the sound of bourbon being tinkled all over the place. (laughs) Think about this. So 380, Mm -hmm. average around two and a half hours. Right. That's a lot of fucking talking. It was funny. uh, When I was getting our credentials for AMA Vintage Days, they said, uh, what is the reach of your media presence? And I thought, oh, well, our YouTube channel, Cleveland Moto YouTube channel, has like 1.8 million downloads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 1.8 million views. And then I gave up trying to look at, because, you know, there was a break in our podcast where we went from the blog spot to uh, Buzzsprout, right? Right, right. So we lost a lot. There's just a whole lot of stuff that was just lost. We lost like seven years, right? Yep. But it was funny because then I looked at the downloads of our podcast and it's like seven and a half million. Wow. It's obscene. The number of downloads is just fucking crazy. So I was just like, a lot. (laughs) <laughs> it was like, how many? A lot. A lot. A lot. So, uh, and you know what? And it's funny because the AMA Vintage podcast uh, that we did last year and also our video from AMA mm-hmm. Vintage Days mm-hmm. that you did got fucking tons of play. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much play it got? More than their video. Yeah. Right. Which I think really? is funny. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah our, our Cleveland Moto <laughs> Unky Phil video. Yeah, we got three, we got three parts. Part yeah. one, part two, and then a recap. And the recap. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We did better than they did. That's so, cool. so there you go. <laughs> oh, we got to come hard this year. Though. We are. We have, well, yeah. it's, oh, it's mid-Ohio. So. so. No, but I'm saying media-wise, yeah. I'm going I'm to oh, have to take it okay. seriously. All right. yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I think the idea is, the Cleveland Moto way is to not take it seriously. So we need to top the that. burnout after the podcast, right? Oh, okay. Okay. We, we can do that. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll work on that. I love that. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You yeah, are aware. Fact, yeah. You are aware that there's going to be a three-wheeled Honda Gyro canopy. Or, oh shit! I forgot about that. In proximity to the chief offender. Giddy up. And yeah. he owns it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. It's not just for getting us pizza. Mm, right. I exactly. forgot about that. You got yelled at. Yep. She was like, "You know that the president of the AMA is giving a talk next door," and yes, you're like, "I don't give." Say what? I don't, I, I, I don't remember getting yelled no, at at no, all. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't hear it. <laughs> exactly. It yeah. was as if I never was yelled at. I, right. can, I can promise you that. And skin, like, while Dave Aldana was giving his speech, yeah. you know, keynote speaker, Dave Aldana, world racing champion, the man everyone came to see. Right. Unless you, you were like... Who the fuck is that? Oh, remember the guy with the skeleton leathers? Oh, that guy? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, okay, the skeleton leathers guy. He's giving a speech 37 feet away from Skidmark Garage, who is power fucking a two-stroke. <laughs> like, some guy brought in, he's like, man, you know, it ran like shit before, but I did the thing you told me to, and listen to it. And he was just pinning it, pinning it. Like, at any moment, one of the two pistons of that Triumph, or that... Suzuki Titan is going to jump right out. <laughs> Open pipes, nothing. And I looked over at Dave Aldana in his booth talking to, you know, 435, you know, crusty old men. And he's just like, <laughs> it's a motorcycle event. You'll have that. Yeah. And he's like, of course it will. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're fucking cool. So to my immediate left. Oscar? To his immediate left. Steve Sleepy. And to him. Chris Smith. And left of him. Dave Krupke. And left of him. Johnny Mack. Second largest fireworks purchaser Johnny Firecracker Mac. Johnny Firecracker Mac. Yeah, we, so is all that for uh, Johnny Macistan? That always just comes with me. It just wherever sort of I shows go, up. Right. You know Fair I mean? enough. I like, for Mercury? 
It won't all happen on the 4th of July. They'll be left over. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, you, you brought some from last year to uh, mm-hmm. Ben Camp, right? Yeah, right. I, I burn up my final stocks from mm-hmm. 2021. Also true. Circa to 21. This but is I, 2022. Yeah. I got another load coming in. You know. but, but I like today, like when you, when you texted, everybody's like, oh, where the fuck is Johnny Mac? He's late, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, he's getting fireworks. Everybody's like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> You're going to make sense. We'll wait. But today right. was the last day for 50% off, man. Oh, I fucked. I screwed the pooch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you liked it. He's now a distributor. Tomorrow, oh, 75% yeah. off? <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait. So, uh, anywho, our, our, <laughs> I just wanted to jump into this whole, the whole madness of 4th of July yeah. that is Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Checking with Mickey. Uh, checking with Mickey, it's literally four days. Yep. T minus four days. How many people do you think came into the shop today and said, I need a bike by the 4th of July? Oh, a lot. All of them? No shit. Every <laughs> single person, every single person that came yep. into the shop today was like, yeah, so uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to buy. Um, you know, I'm considering about 47 different options. Um, not even sure what brand of motorcycles exist on the planet. And I start taking them through. And, you know, I spend an hour helping folks narrow it down. And we get to that awkward point in the conversation where I'm like, so I'm the only one working here, right? You're not helping at all? (laughs) Well, I'm seeing a lot of stuff that says by order only. What can I have by this weekend? Oh, by this weekend, you mean tomorrow? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about the 37 other people that have bikes in the service department and have bikes that they bought two, three weeks ago or bikes they ordered two or three months ago that are finally here and we're prepping them and working really hard to get them ready for them. And you want to just go right to the front of the line. Fucking cool, man. See that, see that Ducati back there? Yeah, right. Yeah. You can ride that away right now. See that speed, that, that FZ06. Yep. You can can ride ride that that away right now. Exactly. I was like, so these are the bikes you can have right now. And then they're like, Oh, well, can, can I get that one in blue? (laughs) <laughs> do you see it in blue <laughs> well blue is what you're gonna have to do because one they don't make it in blue and two this is what we fucking got see the one that says available now in the headlight i literally went around to every bike in the shop every single bike in the shop and put a post-it note on it that says available now mm-hmm. or order only That's a good point. so yeah. a child could figure it out and yet here we are oh. They'll and they're like, well, I need to have it by this weekend. And I need to get 47 other bikes prepped for people who made the decision two, three, four months ago. And I want to reward them for making their decision two, three, four months ago. So I'm not exactly going to move you to the front of the line. You who didn't know the difference between two stroke and four stroke until about 37 seconds ago. So yeah, we, it, that's the thing. It is fucking bonkers that people forget that the 4th of July is going to happen until about, apparently, the Thursday before. Yeah. The Thursday before, I need, you don't understand, I need to have this motorcycle. I need to have this scooter. I want to show up at the party on my new bike. Yep. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm going to assure you, you picked the wrong year. I think (laughs) a lot of people probably wanted scooters because they know when they're leaving the party, they're only going to have one hand and you can still get home with them. (laughs) (laughs) Nervous Larry's House of Fireworks? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can't pull the clutch, but I got a scooter, so it's okay. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, there is What's a. Happening? I don't know. <laughs> 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 I used to be normal. Since you left the, the, the flower shop, really Yeah, I know. Fucking corporate. He's Steve. finally, finally out there. Yeah, I'm at home, yeah. man. I'm with my brothers, my kinfolk. Nervous Charlie's Fireworks is the, the the brand I was thinking of, and it's real. That's not that's not made oh, up. Yeah. That's not made up. <laughs> So for real, uh, that's that's the thing is Fourth of July weekend around here is just an overwhelming state of panic. You know, I might want to start a fireworks company and call it like Three Finger Fireworks. Yeah. Because would you buy food off of a skinny chef? No, you're going to buy fireworks off a guy with all his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is something like that already. Uh, yeah. Isn't if you, if you're you have about? a shop teacher and he has all of his fingers, not a good <laughs> shop teacher. Not a good sign. Yeah, not a good sign. Not a good sign. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody keeping track, uh, this is the website that Susan and I created. <laughs> this is the website Susan and I created a few years ago. Um, it's called Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo. <laughs> oh, we were trending for a minute. <laughs> we, cre- we created this a very, very long time ago. I don't know what my what my stats are for it, but again, it's it's literally all about. <laughs> Angry animals. Um, we, we have Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo, but the new attraction is the Feral Cat Cuddle Puddle and the Back Teen Slip and si- Slide. Yeah. Oh, geez. So if you are interested in having a good time out. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? Yeah. Uh, so at the Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting, Petting Zoo, uh, it, in 2016, we had a Christmas special on eight-fingered gloves and badger <laughs> wax to keep them shiny. Uh we spent <laughs> we spent no small of time curating Uncle ba- Uncle's Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo. Uh, it really oh. is in it is one of the few things I've done in my <laughs> oh, life. Oh, oh boy. boy, we know where that one came from. Uh, yeah, Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo. That's an OnlyFans shot. Right? That is yeah, an OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah, I know. You're what's, like, what's the website for for feet? Stuff I don't know. There is a, a one. Oh, sure. I can't remember the yeah. name of it. Well, yeah. there's cake farts. I mean, everything. Oh, yeah, there's everything. Yeah. But but again, Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo. Sign up for it on Facebook. I assure you, we've done nothing to the site in a very long time. But still hilarious. Still but hilarious. it is still hilarious. <laughs> um, it is, of course, sponsored by Rabbit Badger Entertainment. <laughs> Anybody who works at the shop knows who that is. Yeah. Um, we also decided that we should have the Habitat for Huge Manatees uh, <laughs> as well, instead of the Habitat for Humanities. Uh, we also have yeah. uh, right, we have uh, all Badger Landscaping Services are available. <laughs> yep, and uh, <laughs> this is, again, yeah, all right. <laughs> So this is a weird page, Uncle Stampy, Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo. But again, we put we put a little bit of effort into it. You know, at least four cocktails. Chris is writing it down. Yeah, Chris is writing Uncle 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 Stumpy's He's already following it. All the, Badger Petting yeah, Zoo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's right there. If you're not you're not living if you're not that badger. Like if you're not that badger right there, you could be doing better. 
Right. Speaking of badgers and weird animals. Speaking of badgers. There's a meme going around. It's not a meme. It's just a video. Right, right. But uh, a raccoon, a raccoon. Is, is on this lady's table. And she and it's laying there and its tongue's hanging out. And it's, it looks dead, right? Okay. And she's like, fuck, man. This raccoon died on the table. And the guy's like, no, man. It's breathing. Look. And they're looking, and sure enough, the thing is breathing. And then he looks over, and he's like, oh, damn, you didn't put the moonshine away, did you? And so they had flavored moonshine, and the fucking raccoon drank it. So the raccoon was just shit-hammered. And it's just laying there with his tongue fucking hanging out. I I mean... Not, not for nothing. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. You get a stupid yeah. drunk raccoon. Yeah. Well, that's the, the guy keeps going back. He's like, don't get near him. He's going to go crazy. No, not if he's hammered. Yeah. yeah, not if he's hammered. That might be the only time you can do like a marionette yeah, show right. with a raccoon. Yeah. You're like, hi, guys. How are you there doing? Me of I'm Rocket the Raccoon. There's, there's a cat that ate an edible, and it's also like, Fucking taste and oh, his yeah. tongue out. Like, uh, I think cats are stoned in general. Oh, I think so true. too. They just true. look at a wall. There's nothing on the wall, and they're staring yeah. at it. And then that's they true. swat at something, and you're like, "What the fuck are you yeah, seeing?" The Those are ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all ghosts. Absolutely, they ghosts. have a portal to the other dimensions. So uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, so I noticed tonight. Raise your hand if you rode a scooter or motorcycle in tonight. Wow. Really good turnout tonight. Yeah, I was say, if you didn't turnout. ride today, you might have to get kicked off the podcast. Fuck it's you. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about bikes, so that counts for something. Yeah, yeah. I was negotiating <laughs> something. Yeah, he negotiated a bike deal today. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, So that's it's. Does he want it by Fourth of July? No, he yeah. doesn't. Oh, he, he didn't he tell you actually that? have it, right? I didn't right. tell you that. I, would, I need it by Monday. <laughs> It would take us till Monday to dig it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, is- rode a, I rode a Sportster the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. A new one or an old one? Oh, an older one. Like 90-something. Yeah. Okay. And it was an 883, too. Oh, it wasn't wow. even a 1200. Those are faster. Well, I rode a moped this week. It wasn't week bad. I mean, uh, he had it. He fixed it up like uh, not so much forward controls, lower bars, yeah. kind of more comfortable, like not a stupid really riding position. Changed? No, no. Okay. it was Offer? a guy I work at. Okay. Uh, well, James ben. is twelve hundred. Yeah. 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 I took it for a little honk. Took it up sixty miles an hour. It was kind. Of, it was nice. I yeah. mean, I didn't hate it. They're kind of smooth. Like they have. They didn't have real loud pipes. On it. it was stock pipes drilled out just a little right. bit. Just a little boom boom. And it was like. But that bell gives it a certain slink. Like, yeah. like when you go, it has like a slink to it. They're not bad. It made me look at tw- uh, maybe go to the marketplace and look at Sportsters. Oh, oh boy. Ooh. Oh boy. Look. Yep. When, Maybe look, I didn't. Say I was by. gonna say right now everything's kooky, but before this, before it got all kooky, mm-hmm. we were the house of the twelve hundred dollars Sportster. Like they're, they're, I mean, I mean, Sportsters under four thousand dollars are right. a, a plenty. Oh, and no, once you got a beach no house, shortage. you need a Sportster, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. almost like it could almost be a, a new starter bike for somebody. Well, like, of course, yeah. If, if you wanted the world's worst starter bike, like, <laughs> if, if you're like, I've never ridden a motorcycle before and I'd like to learn how to ride a motorcycle. And the guy at the Harley dealership says I should buy a Sportster 883. And then he says, later on, I can bring it in and he can turn it into a 1200 for me. Right. So it's a bike that grows with me. It's mm. perfect. I don't think you need to turn it into a 1200. I was pretty happy with the 883. Right. Yeah. I would have just rode it like that. Just ride it just like that. That 83, 883 has been an 883 for 20-some years. Right. He got it from uncle or grandfather-in-law or something. Yeah. Handed down through the family. It's had a little bit of work done to it. And I mean, not like work done to what it. What color was it? Was it nice? It was like red, maroon. And then they had, there was a, a hot pepper with a bandana on <laughs> holding a margarita or something <laughs> on of the tank. Of course it was. Oh, it was pretty nice. nice. It was actually pretty nice. It was like. <laughs> it was, Fantastic. Like, That's a yeah. spicy bike. Yeah. That's a spicy <laughs> meat the ball. 
So <laughs> that brings up an excellent, I mean, an excellent topic uh, because we have had one of our absolute baller Patreon members who just like every week religiously sends us. I, I, would, think, I think he's trying to provide us with content. I would rather have a Sportster than any old British bike, probably. Oh, really? okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How old of a British bike? Uh, I'm with you. Anything that's I'll actually take my fucking... triumph over. Well, a I mean, once you, that's but, not an but, old British bike. Yeah, you know, right. Okay. Yeah. Is yours a Hinkley? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that is technically still a British bike. Yes, yeah, it is. Right. I get that. Yeah, I do get that. I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, they're fine. I'm not going to shit on them. They're they're good bikes. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to go too crazy too crazy hating on them. Uh, yeah, they're they're legit. But I do also having owned a bunch of Sportsters and having owned a bunch of of that. Yeah, I, I could see that because I've owned a lot of old British bikes too, and there's something really nice to be said. Now, for most Triumphs and BSAs and stuff, you can get any part for the bike, Norman Hyde or any one of the suppliers. You can get any part for a 50s Triumph, but getting a part for a, a 80s or 90s Sportster is like, you just shout out the window and people throw parts at you. Yeah, like, especially if you want stock really, parts because oh, everybody's... Takeoffs, baby. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of takeoffs. For real. Uh, it's, it's not even... It's crazy how easy it is to keep a Sportster going. Well, and it's kind of neat. So there's there's two companies now that make these kits, but they make Sportster adventure bike kits. Oh, where like oh, there you, you get go. you get a uh, you know bigger suspension, a fork extenders, a oh, chain yeah. drive kit, and all this in a high pipe. Right on. And they're actually pretty fucking cool because they got the torque that you want for like gravel riding and stuff like that. So right on. Yeah. yeah. This particular eighty three was being brought back to more of an eight eighty three. They had apparently at some point put. Wider triple trees and bigger forks and a bigger front tire on it, and he was like, "No, man, let's make it back into a Sportster, what it should yeah, be." Right on for his son to ride, who's you know eighteen or something like that, and rides bikes. I mean, he's not a new rider, but he was t- turning it back into what it should be. Yeah, I mean that's that's fucking cool. There's no, I mean, there's no, just no getting around it. That stuff. And you talk about a lean, yeah. bu- uh, you know, skinny bike. Right, it, it was nice, you know, just nice and it's skinny slim. and everything yeah. and. Did you feel like you wanted a leather vest afterwards, though? Uh, no. Okay. Did not. <laughs> Did not. Good man. I felt like I wanted it to have a much easier pulling clutch mm-hmm. and the yeah. foot pegs a little bit lower and back a little bit. So yeah. I, I had never ridden a Harley until about a month ago, and yeah. I got to ride a V-Rod, so well, I've still never ridden a Harley. So you've still never ridden a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true, man. The V-Rod's pretty badass. Like, I liked it when I rode a V-Rod. It was, like, fast. It was nice. Yeah. I don't know about fast. I mean, it was pretty fast. Try to maneuver around a parking lot on it. Oh. Negative. Yeah. Was it bad? Yeah. You didn't like it? It was terrible. They wow. don't, they don't right. turn real good. No. Yeah. They're, they're not low-speed maneuverability kind of bikes. Mm. The, the steering geometry on that is challenging on its best day. Just stop and duck walk it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Death of a thousand cuts. Yeah. That's really, I mean... In, a, in my opinion, that might be the way to do it. The uh, I was trying really hard to pull up a KBB because one of our uh, one of our Patreons had written a really good message saying, "Hey, look, I'm about to do some bike buying and bike selling, and I want to know what's the difference between KBB and NADA. And the difference between KD, KBB and NADA can be a shit ton of money. Uh, it's kind of epic how far off those two things can be." And when you get into two bikes that are ultimately identical 
and you go after KBB and you go after NADA, you'll be like, how the fuck can there be a $1,200 difference between the two? And it is, it is shocking sometimes that people will use this as a, <clears throat> a high watermark for like the industry standard of how to price a bike. So I pulled up a 1996 Harley Davidson XL883. Okay. So this is base model 96 Harley. And so when this bike sold new, it was the cheapest Harley you could buy. It was right around five grand. But what they didn't tell you about was at this particular era, the five grand was to get them in the door price. And then they added everything onto it. But right now, 1996, they're saying low retail, which means low to retail means what the bikes have sold for at the lower end of the spectrum. Bike might have needed some help. Average retail is just a complete 18-month window of every title that's changed hands, and NADA gets their data from the uh, North American Auto Dealers Association. It's real numbers generated on titles, not some ambiguous fortune teller looking at a fucking crystal ball. Because nobody lies on titles. Dealers can't. And that's a, that's a big thing. So when we're doing a bro deal... Yeah, sure. Oh, of course that 96 Sportster was $500. Of course it is. But you see, the dealer has two strong motivations to put the real price down. The one is those are his expenses. And anybody who's ever run a business knows that your expenses are important because those are the taxes you don't pay. Okay? So you don't want to have one of your chief primary expenses, which is your inventory. You don't want to devalue what you're putting out into the world. So you're cutting your own throat by saying you only paid $500 for that motorcycle just to give the schlub who's buying it from you, well, you can save some money on your taxes. But the other real thing is called the uh, Bureau of Motor Vehicles Dealer Licensing Investigation Unit. That's a mouthful. No, and it starts with a $3,000 fine and a loss of your dealer's license for 30 days. So is it worth giving somebody the bro deal on the taxes? Hey, look, I'm only going to put down $500 on the title here. So you only got to pay about $250 in taxes. If I put down the real $3,000 you paid, it's going to cost you about $450 in taxes. I'm helping you out, buddy. I'm saving you $250. And your business is now closed for 30 days. <laughs> and they're watching you like a fucking hawk for the rest of your fucking life. So dealers are actually encouraged to put the real price down. And so that's why we think that the NADA value is more accurate. Whereas Kelly Blue Book is kind of run by the insurance agency. Mm. So Kelly Blue Book's secret silent partner is the Insurance Underwriters Association of America, whatever the fuck it is. But that's where they get their numbers. And so this is where we have some problems when we look up values using KBB. Because it is in, best, in the best interest of KBB to go, Sleepy, I see you bought that 96 Harley there. You're going to want some insurance for that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So does the insurance company want to insure a $4,000 bike or a $1,400 bike? $4,000. Well, they want to insure a $4,000 mm -hmm. bike, of course. So all of a sudden, Sleepy's bike is worth $4,000. Sure. Now, if you don't think that makes a lot of difference, amplify that into the form of a 2012 Ford F-150. Sure. And all of a sudden, that F-150 is only you know, 2000 or 3000 below retail, but NADA shows actual title transfers happening at 10 or $12,000 below that. 
So where you really see a difference between NADA and KBB is when you get into much newer vehicles. So when you're getting into stuff that has depreciated a long way, it'll be really hard for you to find a KBB listing on it because, and that's why I was noticing I couldn't find a KBB listing for a 96 Harley Davidson Sportster. And there's a reason for that. And for you guys that are playing the game at home and want to know why it is when you type in certain motorcycles into KBB, like a 1996 Harley Davidson Sportster, let's go in there. We type in 1996. We type in Harley Davidson. We know that there were whole millions of them sold in America and have been sold many times since 1996. So you would think with that common of a motorcycle, arguably the most common motorcycle, that KBB would have a listing for it. And they don't. Here's why. Because in the standard rules of depreciation for a motorcycle, figuring about $500 in depreciation per year, a 1996 Harley-Davidson motorcycle is already 26 years old. And therefore, its depreciation has made it fall off the scales. And KBB will not print a number for which it can hang itself in the future. So they would rather say, we were unable to find the information on your motorcycle. But our book, Blue Book of Insurance Values, says that your bike is worth $4,000. So they are not going to publish data that would be in conflict with their own best interests. So if you can't find your motorcycle on KBB, it doesn't mean that none of your motorcycle has sold in the past 10 years. It just means that KBB does not want to admit the low value of your motorcycle. And to your point, yeah. um, insurance companies, man, they, they'll fuck anything. Like, they don't... <laughs> no, Do you really think so? No, yeah. I, obviously, but I'm saying, but, like, they don't yeah. take any account. So, like, my Triumph, they're selling every day yeah. a really shitty one that's broken for yep. 2800 bucks, yep. all the way up to, like, five grand if they're mint, right? Right. But Adam couldn't even sell the thing. Or thing or could, uh, when the thing fell on the shifter right. and broke the shifter yep. off, the insurance company gave him like eight hundred dollars. Of course, for the bike. to total it out. Total it out. Right, John's the you know if John's scenario in 1996, if John had that Hi, bike John. and if John had that bike and it needed twelve hundred dollars worth of work, it's not getting twelve hundred dollars worth of work. Oh. It's getting totaled out. They're going to tell John, well, you know what, we're going to give you twelve hundred for it minus your five hundred deductible. Right. Now John's going to get a check for a whopping $700. You know, and this is a problem. My wife's friend got her car. I think my $500 deductible yeah. then means that I get to keep the bike. Well, and that's the point. Well, you can because buy it back I, that's my, fi- no, I bought it back. Uh, the $500 is right. of my deductible is, is keeping, you know, that's, you're yeah. not giving me that. So that's the value of the my crash point bike. Is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Insurance agent. That was a crank call. I was just busting your chops. Please, let's forget this call ever happened. My bike is fine. Yeah. And I'll call you tomorrow and cancel my policy. Right? That's what that is. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. But check this out. <laughs> right. So my wife's friend had a 2018 Toyota something. Yeah. Right? Like a Corolla or whatever. Of course. And she got hit and the car is completely fucking fucked. Of course. Right? Yeah. So the insurance company gave Doesn't take her much. the value, according to them, of right. a 2018 Corolla, yeah. which she can't even buy a used of car for. Of course she can't. Oh. Absolutely. Like, it was like $14,000, yeah. and like the, the, you can't even find a car for that. And this is why... But, okay, right. so here's the flip side. Yep. Like, if you're looking at homeowner's insurance, <laughs> sometimes they want to charge you for the replacement value. So your house might be a $150,000 right. house, right. but the cost to rebuild that house... 
right. would be 300000 It's the building and we're sitting going, in right now. They're going to charge you insurance on a $300,000 yeah. property right. that you don't own. So if, what if they yeah. said, oh, a Corolla, well, your insurance is going to be right. for a brand new Corolla at $28,000. Right. And you're paying, you wouldn't want that either. No, you wouldn't. And that's absolutely true. This mm. building that we're sitting in right now, we paid $235,000 for it, mm. right? This is a million-dollar building. Apparently, it's $2.5 million, according to my insurance company. So my insurance company <laughs> said, looked me square in the face and said, well, you know, you bought it for two thirty-five, But if you had to replace it... And I went... If somebody stole this building... And I said, sir, if this building burned to the ground, there is zero chance in hell... I would rebuild it. <laughs> Zero chance in hell that I would rebuild it. So don't worry about this $3 million that you would never pay out anywhere in some fantasy land where you're going to actually pay me $3 million to rebuild my building because right. we know that's not going to happen. So I was like, I had fun with them. But this is where when you're buying or selling a motorcycle, if you don't think that every day somebody comes into my shop with their 2008 Snot Rocket 1000, and says, according to Kelly Blue Book, this thing's worth $5,600. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, 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 <laughs> bruh, dude, bruh. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Nada that says it's worth $2,400, right? right? If, it's, if it's immaculate. Yeah. Your, uh, your, right. your sprockets that have no teeth. Right. The Whatever. chain that's rust colored. Whatever. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, but, but there's 15 of them listed on Cycle Trader for $5,400. Yep. Put yours up there. Yeah. yeah. And now, now there can be 16. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, uh, 1983 GS 1100 E yeah. on uh Craigslist for $12,000. Cause it's, it's mint and original. Yeah. But that'll be there for, you know, right. Ever. Oh, so yeah. I can say, Hey, I saw a GS for 12,000. So mine's obviously worth almost as much. Right. Mm -hmm. You get into, if you have some fun with Kelly blue book, you can reverse engineer using Kelly Blue Book and find out the bikes that they own, the only bikes that they really want to write insurance claims for by seeing what's there. So if you type in a 1988 Honda Touring, which is just about the point where bikes start to disappear, like when you type in 1988 into Kelly or into KBB, the only Honda that comes up is Goldwing. Okay. So according to that 1988 Honda Touring, they, they're saying that its typical listing price is $36.15 and its trade-in value is $24.70. Look, I don't want to break anybody's fucking heart out there, yeah, all right? But if you've got a 1988 bike. Honda Goldwing and you are convinced that you're going to trade it, <laughs> you are going to be fucking sad, man. I mean, you're going to be super-duper sad. And I feel like for most people... Yeah, just hang on to it. And we tell people that all the time. And and that's that's absolutely too it true. More to him than it, does to you. it sure does. And that's that's absolutely right cuz when you say there's no such thing as sentimental value, there is. It just works backwards. It just works backwards. That's all. It just goes the other way because, you know, a good condition one according to Nada, a good condition one is worth 1780. Well, that's 
a damn sight lower than the typical listing price of 3600 because you can see just in this comparison, 1988 Honda Goldwing versus 1988 Honda Goldwing on NADA, the difference is 3615 versus 1780. It's about half. It's half. So how wrong can Kelly Blue Book be? Fucking half. Right? Half. Half of Only the half value. wrong. Right. <laughs> There's exactly. a reason they call it Kelly Blue Balls, because if you take that number, <laughs> you're going to have blue balls at the end of the it's, day. It depends it's, on the condition of the vehicle, too. I mean, yeah. at a certain right. point, the Blue Book doesn't matter I mean, yeah. you get, when you're dealing with old stuff that's yep. in really great condition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But using it as a guideline is a very treacherous place to be. So that's our podcast. So our podcast listener, a patron, who said, hey, look, I'm trying to price out a bike. Should I use KBB or should I use NADA? Well, Does it help you or hurt you? Right. Depends and on which true. way. Yeah. So like, the joke has always been, you buy at NADA, you sell at Kelly. Yeah. Right. right? So when the customer's coming in, you show them NADA. Oh, right. And I don't, I don't remember if it was a listener or one of the guys at the table here, but like, so I, I made a, a call to Haggerty Insurance. Mm-hmm. And so compared to everybody else, like if you try to insure a bunch of vintage bikes, like that CB350 I got is really nice. And like, yeah. I, if I fucked it up, I wanted to be able to like fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So like my one insurance company is like, well, he goes, do you really, he goes, I can, I can give you liability, whatever. Cause he goes right now, like the most I can give you is like 400 bucks to replace it. That's right. And I was like, fuck, well, that's not yep. going to help me. Cause this thing's yep. mint. And what year is it? Uh, 73. It's the last year yep. of the CB350. Right. And, um. So I called my insurance guy and he was like, let's call Haggerty. Right. There so you go. So for 19 bucks a month, Haggerty yep. was like, how much is it worth to you? Exactly. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. They asked me that first and right. then the $19 a month came out of it. Yep. But I told them three grand. Right. I want three grand. You know, That's if I exactly crashed the right. bike, I want three grand. And they were like, right. yep, no problem. 19 bucks a month. It's mm. stated value insurance. Yeah. So right. stated value insurance is available for most in- insurance underwriters. Fuck, if you call Progressive, if you call Geico, if you call the little stupid general, uh, you call the lizard. And you just tell them you want stated value vehicle insurance. They'll sell it to you. They wouldn't for me. They on will. A, on a vintage bike, they won't. They will. Well, okay, but, maybe. But you got to talk to something other than the guy who's only using your telephone as a way for him to punch the numbers into the computer. Uh, but if you've got a person who's an actual agent, vendor, an yeah, agent, yeah. then yeah, they'll make that happen. And they will make it happen. We've had friends of the shop that were agents that were like, yeah, I'll insure your 1937 Herkimer Battle Jitney. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right? I know Hofford ended up getting most of all those vehicles because he was having trouble getting insurance right. on, yeah. on some of that stuff. Yep. So. And I've used Haggerty on a lot of my vehicles. I mean, honestly, I should be a fucking poster child. I don't want to just sit there and, and stroke Haggerty's dick and no, send him a bunch either, of, but it was, you know, and they pony up for some sponsorship. But, we'll, but I, was we'll impressed. Change I was impressed with the rate for what they offer for a vintage bike. Oh yeah, like, you're not gonna you're not gonna do well at Haggerty with right. your fucking 2020 fucking uh, Hayabusa, right? You know, but if you have an old bike that's valued at nothing, Haggerty will protect your bike on the track. Yeah, enough fucking said. Right. Yeah, enough said because that because I can tell you, Progressive won't. Right. So right. yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was Jerry Minkowski. That's your deal, Jerry. Um, sell the motherfucker at KBB. Buy it at Nada. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Play. Use their rules against them. Right. That's that's totally fair, but if it's uh, Mid Ohio, it's Well West, and you're uh, yes, much yeah. Well, and again, Mid Ohio, ask for the world on Thursday. Yep. Oh, true. And then yeah. the price is flexible. Go, the go KBB to on Thursday. Like <laughs> go to Nada on fucking <laughs> on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. KBB Mar- marketplace two. on Sunday. Yeah, right. marketplace yeah. on so, Sunday. Hey, speaking of Mid Ohio, yeah. Um, um, all the different groups and stuff like that. I think the last couple of years with COVID, people kind of held off bringing their shit. And last year, nobody was really sure if it was happening or if it, remember, it was kind of mm-hmm. up in the air. 
Man, people are bringing shit this year. Yes. There's like a lot of bikes coming, I think, for sale. Who in our group is going to have a campsite? Me. Okay. All right. Cool. So you bought a campsite. I bought a campsite. You bought a campsite. Perfect. I plan on it. I mean, I, I'm just debating on whether I want to spend all the money for the RV or not. We are, those of us here present today, have all been covered under media credentials. So don't worry about the price of admission. Okay? I took care of that. So we're good. Sweet. Merci. Boku. Buckets. Uh, yeah, mercy buckets. We'll talk details later. We'll talk details later. But the point, and we have a swap meet space. So we're covered for those kind of logistics as well for getting for in. Takeoff parts. Well, for getting, yeah, for getting, in, <laughs> for getting in early on Thursday morning, right? So getting in early oh, on Thursday yeah. morning. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it. We'll logisticize because we've got misfits coming in Wednesday night, mm. and we've got misfits coming in bloody early on Thursday, kind of thing, you know. So, uh, so I think that if we have some, you know, we have some early element from Cleveland Moto getting down there. And then the rest of us can trot down there because somebody else will stick their, di- I mean, flag in the dirt. Ooh, I'm going to try to find uh, some, some uh, media tape so we can get like a big. Oh, we got yelled at for our caution tape I last know, year. But media tape is going to work. I have, uh, yeah. I have crime scene tape. If I brought know. crime scene <laughs> tape. Yeah, that's that's what what yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. I bought crime scene tape last year specifically for the idea. But I can tell you that the staff of the um, Mid Ohio Sports Car Course basically said. It's a great idea. We wish we thought of it, but you can't do that. You cannot quarantine that much real estate. But the media one, actually, we do have the credentials. So we had the look, look. But look. what you can <laughs> do. Okay. But there are things you can it's do. Grayer, and I won't, we don't need to go. I'm just going to make it very clear. <laughs> we had every credential that we needed you last know, you year. You know what we didn't bring? Time. Yellow vests. I oh, have yellow shit. vests. We had yellow vests last time. We were wearing yellow vests last time. Remember when we put on came? the yellow vests? Oh, vest. maybe we did. We oh. had on yellow vests. Yeah. We were wearing our neon yellow yeah, vests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to bring the school bus back. No, I yeah. can't. Yeah. 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 Buy one and tell a guy you want it by the weekend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll call the house the school bus. No, you know what we need to do? So we need to take one of your... Just by the weekend. One of your trailers, Yeah, yeah. Media tape, and then get a fake... A satellite dish. dish on the top. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh now they won't fuck God. with it. Yeah, 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 now yeah, we're yeah. fucking. That's our remote feed. SC, yeah, exactly. SCR TV. Or and we go. have to be on the hilltop. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. Tell them it's Scola. Scola, yeah, that. Whatever that is. Whoever is there Wednesday night, That's load them up with oh. tents. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. got, here's five tents. Right. right. Put up the tents. Put them on as many uh, sites as you want. Yeah, it's your we'll, turn. we'll get into that. But here's what I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm going to say these words out loud and clear so everyone understands. It is 100% absolutely illegal to camp in the campsite on Wednesday night. Done. I said it. Done. That's all we're Let say. nobody fucking say I said anything else than that. Let it not be said right. here, that here. I was not telling people that it is absolutely completely not appreciated. It will not be allowed. You will be kicked out on your ass if you try to camp in there Wednesday night. Because I can tell you 100%, I've checked twice and talked to people. Them's the fucking rules. All right? So now the trick is how early can we get there Thursday? All right. So. At <laughs> 12.01 a.m. 12.01 a.m. Technically Thursday. You know when somebody's a podcast listener or a Patreon supporter and their handle is corn poop cupcake? Wow. <laughs> I can't make it through it. I've tried several times to read it. I can't read it without laughing. 
Corn poop, corn cup, poop cupcake. Cake. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of alliteration. Nice tongue twister. It is. And which you can't, like even yeah. saying tongue twister. You're tongue twisting in poop. In corn poop cupcake. <laughs> Would yeah. that be a wastewater worker of some type? I think it might be, I think it might be GSG's alter ego. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest little cartoons I saw circling we around. We have num nums that I, I, that you have to scoop out of the influent. Oh. And they're just like a ball of bacon grease impregnated with corn and yeah. some lettuce and. The greatest cartoon. You'll never get paid enough. There's two corns, and they're in the living room. Yeah. And the door flips open, and there's a corn that looks all beat up and dirty. Yeah. And they're like, Jimmy, we saw you get eaten. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. Just show me the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dudes. First off, thank you for having such a great show. I do have some questions. I'll try to be quick. I learned how to ride motorcycles on a dual sport, and I fell in love with the platform. My question is... Should I get the KLR650, DR650, or the XR650L? In a perfect world, I'd get all three. But right now, I ask the dark liquor gods for the answer or guidance. I'm leaning towards KLR, but I'm also six foot four and about 260 pounds. So the DR and the XR feel like I'm going to just crush the bike. Anything you guys can help answer would be perfect. Second question, what's your order from White Castle? I want to bring some by sometime. Nice. I'm a Cleveland Heights native, currently living in Jaga County. Thank you all for giving us such great content, and thank you for the comedic relief in strange times. Shout out. Shout out to Scooter. Uh, thanks again. So anyway, here's, here's the thing. Let's go to number two. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, 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 yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. What's our order? Yeah. Uh, crave case, of course. You yeah. kidding me? Get a crave case, onions, load them up, man. Yeah. yeah. And do like do half jalapenos and half regulars. Yeah, actually, a crave case of cheeses and a crave case of jalapenos. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, and none of us will ever leave the bathroom. <laughs> you've not had a shit unless you've had. I was just gonna say a White Castle shit, but I'm gonna modify that, and I'm gonna say Rolling Rock or Little Kings. Anything out of a green bottle. Anything out of a green bottle. <laughs> Genesee Cream Ale. Genesee Cream Ale. Oh. Anything out of a green bottle. Mickey's large mouth, wide mouth. Ooh, Mickey's would be good. Oh, Mickey's. Anything oh. again? My my survey. Everything you've named all taste the same. Those beverages, every single one of those beverages, all taste the Who same. Who remembers Cool Colt? Cool Colt, of course. There's the menthol, menthol flavors and menthol malt liquor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that one. You don't. Oh. It was oh, like duck. it was like drinking a Newport. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Or licking an ashtray after yeah. you sip the beer. Yeah. Cool was, cult, man. Cool yeah. cult. Yeah. Ninety five percent of the time, it works all the time. Uh, yeah. But but here's, beer bottle. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you drink, let's just say three of those beers. Yeah. Because you're not you're not trying to win. No. It's just a nightcap. You drink three of those beers, and I'd say eat eight of those sliders. It's about a normal serving size. That's a lot. I think. You think? I don't know. Let's, let's for I'll three do beers. Like four or five. Four or five. It okay. depends on if you have onion petals with them and red pop. Oh, now I never. Now hold on. <laughs> I never ever do the onion petals because that is seriously. That'll just no. Johnny, you no, might not make no, it home. The onion. The onion petals. You got to buy a new car. You're going to be planking out <laughs> yeah. by the time you get yeah. in your driveway. There's, there's. I learned one time. They're like, you should get onion petals. And I'm like, I've never had anything at White Castle other than straight head cheeseburger, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, you got to get the onion petals. They're great. I was like, oh, whatever. You put a couple right petals. on your burger. They're delicious. Okay, I ate one serving size of onion petals, <laughs> and made it out of the out of the White Castle parking lot. 
did a hot 360, a hot 180, got back into the White Castle parking lot, ran up and pulled the door, but it was locked because it's after 2 a.m. I shat behind the dumpster. <laughs> I'll never have because on- of the onion. Did, yeah. you, did you scoot your car off the ground and wipe your butt? Mm-hmm. No, I lost a sock. But <laughs> well, at least it wasn't I your came happy away sock. with one sock. That was your sad sock. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but that, <laughs> but the thing is, like, there's something about onion petals. They don't have to make it through your digestive system. Mm. They just trigger. Like they trigger. That's those fermentable. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. triggers your body saying we need this out of our system now. Beer and onion petals just start to ferment and percolate Christ, and build up pressure. <laughs> no, it's it's not like, and that's one of those things you're like, okay, you know, the hot pepper, the one chip challenge or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, you right. know, chemically speaking, these things are poison anyway. You shouldn't right. eat them. Mm-hmm. This is crowd control. But a White Castle Crave case is designed to be at. Yeah, sure. But you know what? I bet Mickey's you, is designed to be drunk. But I bet you it's kind of like, well, the same thing with like Mentos and, and soda. Yeah. Right? Right, right, So right, it's right, kind of right, like yeah, that. It's, chemical it's reaction. got the chemical, chemical reaction, reaction. So that's why it's It will liquefy foam. your insides. Uh, yeah. That's sad, man. You're there, spackling no the bowl on that night. And the problem is, four o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh, man. Remember like at nine o'clock, somebody brought a Crave case over here? Yeah. I bet yeah. you there's some of that still around. <laughs> And you're like, oh, yeah, we found some yeah, over here. That's oh, great. There's my, some. Let's go ahead. My story, my story, story was I had some leftovers in a bag. I tossed them in the fridge. Yeah. Next morning, I need a little hangover medicine. I'm like, well, a little bit of hair of the dog that bit me. Right. So I heated up a couple of the head. And a fucking cockroach comes crawling out of the bag. Oh. As I'm eating, I'm like, oh. A nuclear fied uh, cross cockroach. Yeah. He'd been so, radiated. Yeah. Yeah, but you still finished the burger. Crunch. Well, <laughs> I finished the one I was already eating. You <laughs> <laughs> just thrown it away. See, your mistake was so, he- heating them up. It, just eat them cold. Here's the punchline. Jeez. I called them up and complained, and they said, no problem. We'll send you a new a coupon for a 20 pack. <laughs> and like oh, a month later, no I cashed it in asked. at the same place. Yep. Yeah. You have, we have no problem. No problem. <laughs> All right. So here's, here's the, the question. question. Yeah. Keep on coming back. Yeah. Goddamn worst motorcycle podcast. We know why you're calling. Right. You just want free. Don't eat the mentos. Six foot four and 260 pounds. Like this is something we all can kind of, we can hang out with those numbers. So it's between us, that num- those numbers. Those numbers are an overall polling of our room. Okay. I have owned all three of these motorcycles. And, I have not. And... You can go buy a goddamn KLR 650 right now, brand new. For they reintroduced it for $6,600. For, for out the door, solid $1,500 less and than no that. It is fuel injected now. Yeah. Fuel injected. I might just go buy one for that. Fort 9 did a video about the new one. Um, he said that, you know, it's come back from the sunset and yeah. it has things. So they mm-hmm. did refine a few things and made it actually a little bit of a better bike. I, I, I didn't think it was a bad bike. Right. No, I never. Think, and I think by far, they've yeah. sold way more of those. Well, not maybe not way more, but mm-hmm. it certainly has to be the number one seller out yeah, of the three. three. So, and that's exactly right. So having, you, having ridden all of them, I do compl- I have the KLR. Right. I've always wanted the Honda kind of. Yeah. But I've never actually even ridden the Honda. But no, I, no, but do you remember? I think it's fun. I think the Honda's a little more fun, but I think it loses it on the highway at all. And I don't know, dude. Do you remember when we were in the Blue Ridge Mountains and that dude was on the XL650? Yeah. He fucking flew through the fucking turns. Again, but he wasn't going 80 mile an hour on the highway. No, no that's true. And he had mm. 17s on, I suppose. Yeah, he had no, yeah. no, he didn't. Did I don't know. Oh, he had big wheels on. He had big wheels, but he had it was he it had wasn't road obvious. tires. It yeah, wasn't right, obvious. Right. Yeah, so yeah. what about one of the Triumph Tigers? Well, I've noticed a trend in this guy's options. And if I if I, I, I if I dare be so presumptuous, 
The reason there's no Triumph Tiger listed is because the Triumph Tiger costs twice Price, yeah. what any of these bikes cost in any year it's ever been made. So if you take the oldest buyable Triumph Tiger, which would be one of the old triple th- 900s. Oh, you can get those for three grand. You could buy for three grand. Yeah. But the same year, XL, DR, or KLR is going to be about 900 bucks. Fair. Fair money. Go ahead. I might call shenanigans on that. Okay. Because, uh, you might have to go up to $1,400. If you can find any one of those bikes yeah. for $900, bucks, and I, yeah, call I've, me. I Let forgot me that I'm not applying the 2022 shift differential. Yeah, because right. I'd buy any one of those right. bikes any day of the week sure. for $900. Bucks so let, let's maybe say six. Let's say 1600 in the yeah. spirit of inflation. Yeah, God, yeah. Right? But because I have bought no shortage of KLR 650s for $800 to $1,200. You have a special <laughs> i have a knack right yeah, yeah and but here's what i can tell you as of like what? six months ago yep the dr650 is happier to get is happier to get rowdy than the klr or the xl okay uh the xr 650l the XR650L is by far the most dirt-worthy. It's the most unhurried. It's the most unrowdy of the bunch, but it is by far the most dirt-worthy. So, like, it is the one where the gearing and the cam, the timing and everything of that thing is just designed to just grab dirt and move it out of the way. Well, like Hondas, I mean, the camming, like when yeah. you ride a Honda, yeah. any gear, yeah. you never get get lurch. No. Like no. you can be in yeah. first, you right. can be in third, you go, it doesn't matter. You can yeah. take fifth all the way down to 20 mile an it's hour. It's fucking weird. Roll on it and yeah. roll out. Right. When, when you're on the Kawasaki, right. Kawasaki's cams are lumpy. Yep. And if you lug a gear, it goes, cuck, 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 oh, it's it going to buck you. on yeah. you. Yeah. It hammers you. You always have to keep it a little bit in, in the rev. So I guess I would say Kawasaki, 80% street, 20% dirt. I mean, my Kawasaki's been almost 100% street. Yep. And it's yep. actually been pretty good at that. <clears throat> Very good at that. No, I've done a little bit of dirt riding, and it was fine right. doing fire roads yep. and hill climbs and stuff right. like that. But I would, a hill climb, a real hill climb yeah. on that is like first gear flogged. Yep. You would really, if you were going to ride it off-road, you'd want to try to lighten it up somehow huh? and yeah. maybe gear it down. Yep. And I would say that the DR comes in second place at a solid 60 street, 40 dirt. Yeah. And I would say that the XR650L comes in third place from a street standpoint of being probably 50-50. And because I have ridden... I Videos mean, that I've watched of DR650s <laughs> yeah. have been kind of impressive. Guys flying down dirt yep. roads and just like standing it up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, like, so yeah. my buddy Mike is the king yeah. of the DR650. Yeah. He's had the thing forever. And I think one of the things, though, that you got to take into consideration is that, like, if you, depending on what style that you ride, you right. can set the bikes up for that. Yes, you can. So, like, he's a big yep. gravel dude. So, yep. he, like, lowered the forks. He did some other stuff. Or what, I, I can't. And ask. he's 5'3. Yeah, he's right. a short dude. But yeah. I'm saying, but no, but he, like, <clears throat> he specifically did things to make it a better gravel bike. Right. And yeah. it totally took it. And it was yep. great. Like, yeah. he loved it. He I made the mistake of trying it. to ride. I had an XR650L. And I made the mistake of trying to ride it to Cincinnati. <laughs> and I can tell you that I had done Alaska two years previously on a KLR. Yeah. And the Alaska KLR was not a fucking problem. Right. No, and at no point was I ever like, 
well, this is a bad fucking decision. You get to 85 miles an hour and the front wheel starts doing this and you just slow the fuck down. You don't need a speed limiter, right? But the, the Honda, the Limited, when I got on that, that XR650 to Cincinnati, by the time I got to Columbus, I was like, I need an oil change. <laughs> it's just because that bike is spinning at a higher RPM to do those yeah. speeds that yeah. it's uncomfortable. But it, what it does so good about the dirt is that it has the RPM right where you want it to be. So the power band is so fucking good for the dirt. And it also has that certain completely unfuckwithableness. Like, you know, the joke of, you know, you can kick a KLR, KLR 650 over and it's only going to cost you. Like, seriously, it's going to cost you. Maybe if it lands the wrong way, it may cost you a lever, mm-hmm. but it's going to cost you nothing else. Even the mirrors are somewhat indestructible. Whereas the Honda you could drop it out of the back of the trailer. You could drop it out the back of the pickup truck and it's just going to fucking bounce. So <laughs> if, so I guess I would say that if you're going to be doing more freeway, my vote goes KLR. Especially you know? with the fuel injection. Like that's a big, Oh God, if you're yeah. spending today's money, yeah. Today's money, that KLR 650 fuel injected brand new bike right now is a sore dick deal. Right. I, I, well, that's yeah. what the whole, the whole thing that Fort nine did was like, is this the last affordable motorcycle? Yeah. And then he was like, you know, people made fun of them for not changing it for 20 years. Right. But if you think about it, they had 20 years to figure out everything that was wrong with that bike and then fixed a few Make things with this new generation. Yeah. And then now it's like they're going to ride into the sunset. So many people knew everything there was to know about a KLR 650. I had, an, I had a customer come in here and fucking argue with me, argue with me about <laughs> the last generation, about he insisted that we change his doohickey. And I'm like, <laughs> they fixed that. Yeah. It's no longer a thing that you can do. I know you've heard the word so many times, right. but your KLR does not require that. Right. They addressed that. They had 30 years to think about that and they fucking fixed it. Right. Now it took them 30 years to fix it. One of the interesting things yeah. that, you know, I was doing a little homework on articles and one of the articles I read was uh, 10 best bikes by cycle world, mm-hmm. but they're not with this 10 different categories and they do it every year and everything. But interestingly enough, their best street bike was the CRF 300L. I'm like, I don't know how they came up with that. Best, best lightweight street bike. Very weird marketing. Yeah. That's, that's, they had to write a check to Honda somewhere. So, yeah. And that was the check they wrote. I don't know. Best what, lightweight street bike, the CRF 300L. Yeah. Is that the rally thing or what Not is Not the that? rally, just the plain CRF 300L. I'm telling you, that is that. I'm gonna throw right, it up here. That right there they is. Didn't, they didn't say a CBR 300 or the Ninja 300. There is no excuse for that statement other than Cycle World owed Honda placement because uh, they cited the you know the, the suspension. It's got the same motor as a CBR 300. It's taller. You know, it's just they liked it better. All of those things are absolutely true. Yeah. Except for the fact that it's not a street bike. Nope. It is a dirt bike or a trail bike with a headlight and a taillight and turn signals. Right. Right. I bet you, though, for commuting, though, like, you know, if it's, uh, you're going to commute all the way through most of the year and you don't have far to go, it's not a bad commuting bike. And know? by that argument, rollerblades are the best shoes ever. Yeah. <laughs> they move. Because they go places, right? Yeah. I mean. No, but I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, like, it's got plastic, so you don't care too much yeah, about the so rain and the bullshit and all the other stuff. Like, it's not a terrible commuting bike. But, yeah, it's not. A, it's, I wouldn't call it a street bike. It's not ideal for that. So, by that definition of the best lightweight street bike, so the Ninja 400 isn't better than this. 
Because I would argue that the Ninja 400 is like 17 and a half times better than this or, at being a street bike. Or the, what is it, the KLR 300 or whatever that The KLR 300 is very, KLX 300 is very good. that has storage and stuff. It, they're both, I mean, look, a KLX 300 and this CRF 300 are basically the same application, the same tool for the job, but neither of them is a street bike. <laughs> they they, they yeah. crowned the Pan America the best adventure bike, mm -hmm. but never mentioned the, the T10 or the Africa Twin. They only, they, they're like left them out of that category. I'm like, eh, but they did say, but it is impressive that it has the rider aids and everything, yeah. including yeah. a two inch lowering. What like it'll lower itself whenever you yeah. come to a well, stop. That's the that's, ES version. And yeah. here's the thing, man. If you look back when they first came out, a lot of the dealers were not educated yeah. on which bikes were what. So right. they promised some guys that it would have the ES suspension and they paid for it. And then they didn't get it on their bikes. Yeah. It was Just so crazy. you know, I'm not telling. You, see what that says right there. Best lightweight. Street yeah, best lightweight street bike. I'm. I'm not even like. I'm not doubting what you're. What you're saying. I'm just saying, in case you didn't listen to the podcast episode that we did about 300 episodes ago, where I said that cycle. The nicest people motor company has always been good at making its off-road only models easy to hop on and get used to, but the CRF 300L. Comfort goes beyond that, bringing the easygoing attitude to both pavement and mild dirt riding. Considering the size of the fuel-injected liquid-cooled dual-overhead cam four-stroke single-cylinder 286cc motor, it, it would it, and the intended segment of the bike is low to mid-range torque and blah blah. It's toned for low to mid-range torque. Yeah, we've heard that <laughs> one before. <laughs> this makes stop-and-go city riding less of a hassle, and accelerating out of corners on twisty roads is fairly easy as long as you're in the correct gear. Thankfully, the six-speed transmission is more than willing to shift, and it's complemented by a nearly effortless clutch cable pull. Wait a minute, the transmission shifts? Effort Holy me. fuck! Effortlessly, that's effortlessly. Well, that's yeah. what they're saying about. Mm -hmm. And yet the Vespa, but they don't, they don't, they don't compare it to anything else. Yeah. They just talk about it, but they don't mention anything else. So the Vespa GTS has storage everywhere. <clears throat> ABS traction control. Phone connectivity. And six more horsepower. <laughs> and double the warranty wow. than that Honda CRF. Price point though. I don't know. Honda CRF, I think, is like $5,200. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. but guess what? I bet you that. Yeah, 5249 right The on. CRF is not going to be fun on the freeway. And it, the yeah. Vespa's fucking awesome. Well, yeah. But, but the what lightweight bike, you know, what light, what 300, 350cc bike is going to be super happy on the freeway? The GTS? The GTS, super, yes, it would. The GTS is, <laughs> yeah. it would. Up to 85 miles per hour. It's like, here it we go. Would. It would. And, and the Ninja 400, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, but is that 2021 or 2022? 2021. Ninja, yeah. 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 And the Ninja's double the horsepower. Unkillable so, motor. The motor unkillable. is unkillable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can straight up track day any day you want. And it's 200 bucks less than the Honda CRF. While we're talking about 400, yeah. the other article I read yeah. <laughs> was about a company, Chinese company, yeah. trying to break into the international market, has registered some patents and everything called Cove. I don't know if you've heard of it. We know Cove. Yep. K-O-V-E. Yep. But one of the things that they're talking about or they're striving to bring to market is a 400cc yep. inline four-cylinder mm -hmm. that revs to 16,000 16, RPMs. RPMs. Yep. 
16,000. Oh, daddy, like. Yeah, mm. yeah. But this company is making its bread and butter off of not a clone, but yeah. almost. Not like, a clone. <laughs> they have a 321F, which is almost exactly like the uh, Yamaha O3. Why, uh, it's o, the R3. R3 or yeah. the MT-03. Right. It's yeah. not quite the same, yeah. but it's the same bore and stroke and everything yeah. like that, but yeah. just like mm. enough different that well, they can't call I it. I think home. CF Moto is doing that too. I noticed State 8 carries CF Moto now. Or right. no, sorry, uh, Johnny K's. Yeah. Well, yeah. funny enough that CF Moto, which is making KTM, but then also making its own brand, right. is looks... getting punked by these guys. Yep. They're ba- they're making a clone of the CF Moto 800cc. Yep. Really? Absolutely. Because yeah. mm. the CF Moto now has a Grom clone. Yes, they do. And stuff like that. Yep. So that was interesting yeah. to see. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. In case you thought that Kentucky was famous for fucking its history, <laughs> you have not met you have not met the Chinese motorcycle industry. Yeah, right. Where you're like, oh, okay, well, wait a second. That looks an awful lot like an SYM motor. Oh if, shit, that looks like an awful lot like a QJ. Let's motor. put it this way: if yeah. I buy one, yeah. I also have the rights to replicate it and mass produce it. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But now, are we entering the are we entering the age of like leveled clones? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, the CF right. Moto clone is fucking good, but if you get the Cove clone... Well, yeah, so I mean, good. we've already been there. I mean, yeah. you can talk yeah, about, like, was, what's better, a Piranha motor, a right. Pitster motor, right. an SSR yeah, right, motor? Right, which, right, right, right. which one of those clone motors do you want? I'm sorry, right. which CRF50 clone would you like today? Right. 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 Which one would you like? Or which Grom clone would you like today? Well, you know, yeah. those ones, some of them, the Kickstarter breaks off, and there's this, that, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Absolutely, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I believe me, we've been we've been playing that game so long with here in the shop where we have people every single day coming in and being like, will you work on my ice bear? No. Well, it's the it's a Yamaha motor. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's a Honda motor. Not fucking close. Um, it's a Yamasaki motor. Could be. Yeah. But we're not going to work on it. Well, why not? That's because the, it's a fucking ice bear, dude. dude that's the right. greatest. I fucking laugh so hard when I see those. There literally is a company called Yamasaki. I know. I know. It's. Well, I've been. Amazing. I've been in their fucking booth, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, Kiki? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been in their. I've been in their booth, but not. I mean, I. I definitely don't want to get kooky with this, but so who did their homework and looked up an uh, an, an idea or article? All right. I did Oscar, so. we're going to start with you. You're to my immediate left. Well, we started with me, but now we can. Well, you did. Play. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we started with you. All right. So while we're letting Oscar get his shit together, I'll be happy to bring it up on any of the viewing devices I if we need it. Out. It's, it's of course the, you did. The, Steve, don't you see the, the commercial where they say, you don't need to the print the internet. PS. <laughs> okay. Bike. It's the electric bike with the... Uh, so allegedly they're... Allegedly. They're, they're, <laughs> I love yeah. a good well, news story starts well, with allegedly. Because right. they're, they're allegedly, allegedly supposed to start this year. Small batch production... And it looks of. extraordinarily a lot like a Sondor, right? right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So oh, wait, that's my story. Right. Well, but hold on. <laughs> but, but I mean, in the interest of fair play, let Oscar tell us about the Verge. <laughs> well, they're banking on the on the rear hub. Design, rear hub design, design, which you could shoot a dead cat through the middle of that rear hub. So it's so for for the for the listeners, this is like a like a Tron Tron. Yeah, it's like a Tron light cycle, light cycle right. kind of a yeah. thing. The Jesse James did one of these using the bearing off of a Chinook helicopter. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So their claims are 
pretty bonkers. They're they're comparing this to like a Bugatti and some other yeah, weird yeah, shit. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, these are, the stats are going to be amazing, which is still vapor at this point. But yep, yep, yep. Uh, but it was kind of interesting that they're talking about potentially making a small batch this year. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. said that a couple of years ago yeah. with COVID and that the whole thing. So yeah, top doing, speed of 120 miles an hour, yep. zero to zero to sixty in under four seconds. Yep. Right. Um, got big orange cables to signify expensiveness right. on the back. But what uh, are they going to? A little, that's not like a motor mount. It's there. a hub motor. It is. Right. The motor is, is, is in the hub. So oh, that's okay, the whole okay, okay. thing. Right. So if you ever. I see what, I see what's, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah if yeah, you yeah. ever cut apart a zero motor, the idea behind the zero motor is it's basically a laminar design. So there's all these plates and each one of those thin plates equals strength, right? So both lateral strength but rotational strength as well so on this idea you can see they're kind of laying into the same thing but not so many um <laughs> no seriously like the zero motor is like 36 plates like in a zero motor is like 36 plates and it's that's how it gets so much strength and how it doesn't come apart the magnets but also move. too laminated metal right. forms better magnetic fields and stuff like yeah, absolutely. that absolutely that's why you when you have a magneto it's laminated right. and the magnets aren't bonded to the rotor and stator the magnets are locked into the rotor and stator because the laminated discs each have a slot and the magnets go into them and since it's hollow right. the cooling yep. is on the inside exactly. of the whole thing so that's another benefit it's of brilliant the yeah. now it's what cool might be a problem with this is anybody who's fans of the term unsprung weight. So if you like using big fucking words like unsprung weight, a usual motorcycle back wheel assembly, you know, when people want to go super fast on motorcycles, they make their back wheels out of carbon fiber and they make their brake rotors out of carbon fiber and they make their calipers out of angel fucking wings. All the parts that go bouncy, 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 right? Under the bike have to be as light as possible because the heavier those are, the worse they perform. And this motor is going to be a heavy part of the bike. I bet you changing tires are going to be fucking awesome, too. Yeah. Boy, putting that bitch in your tire machine. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough on that one. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. supposed to be like 737 uh, pounds of feet torque. Yeah, I allegedly. did read that. Yeah. yeah. It's, and that's the new, and we're going to talk, there is a new way that we're measuring torque. So this motorcycle went from 88 foot pounds of torque. Mm to 400 foot-pounds of torque based on the new measuring system. Uh, yeah, so I was wondering how that little Vespa we all rode around, that, that Vespa scooter, mm -hmm. the Vespa Electrica, I was wondering how that made 400 foot-pounds of torque. I was like, no fucking way, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then I realized that there's this whole new math thing where you're measuring the outside of the wheel and multiplying that times the... So this, yeah. this is supposed to be... Inch like, pounds, not foot-pounds right, or something? Right. right, So it's supposed to be... like. 25 to 30 grand 25 to 30,000 heroes yes heroes and, and you can uh, start uh, saving your spot for a hundred bucks for a hundred dollars I went on the actually nice. trying to do the nice. buy now ish it's got Brembo's on it Eventually, so you know it's yeah. worth money right yeah. it is it's truly it's a finished company though so they're brand new company oh, yeah. yeah it is it's party piece though is that rear hub and that's the whole that's the it if you just had lights that shined on that that, that would be fine lights like, yeah. Yeah. you know the entire paint job could just be arrows that say look at the back wheel <laughs> and you'd be cool that's <laughs> a good news story dude yeah. i appreciate yeah. that all right sleepy you're up buddy so i found a thing that i can't believe none of us have done yet i can't believe it's not butter um it's called the vintage 1000 <laughs> and it's a thousand mile race and all the bikes have to be pre-1981 and it's over five days and it's off-road uh on-road combination kind of bdr type thing 
And uh, sounds like the Dirtbag 500. Yeah, except All for right. it's the Vintage 1000. And uh, and then they have now they're going to start adding classes. So uh, recently, Speed Deluxe expanded the series to include a half distance Vintage 500 race, which is pre 1968 bikes, and a 1000 race, which is pre 1981. Okay. So right. yeah, it's kind of cool. I think. But considering that, you know... Where would are, one go to start or finish this race? Uh, it looks like it started in Arizona this last year. Oh, okay. Or this year. Sedona? Right. Not sure. Well, I think it's in... Uh... Well, the guy that created it from Tennessee. Okay. But All it right. says that oh, these guys, uh, as we stood around the shop at Holland Vans the night before day one of the Arizona Vintage 1000 mm-hmm. in late May. So there might be a couple yeah. across the country. Yeah, they're like running That's through cool. Maggie Valley and shit. You yeah. know, they're all over yeah. the place. And it looks like there's a sizable amount of off-roadiness. There's some fucking baby head gravel and shit they're going through. Right. That looks frightening. That's pretty cool. So, so clearly you wouldn't want to do this on your 77 Sporty. No, but the thing is, too, is that you have to self-support. So all your camping gear, all your tools, everything has uh, to be like on that. your bike. Yeah. Huh. Look at this poor fucking, this poor Elsinore over here. This Elsinore is already overweight and there's nobody on it. Yeah. You can hear the side stand <laughs> crying for mercy. <laughs> it's yeah. like it just does wheelies. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. This is cool, man. Yeah. I, got, I give them credit. That is some fucking awesome. That doing God's work right there. Yeah. So a thousand pounds. Right on. A thousand, a thousand miles, I should say. Yeah. A thousand miles. So that's I'm badass. Thinking, in five days, 200 miles a day. Yeah. Uh, Off-road, bad. though? That's, that's, yeah, well, that yeah, can yeah, be... Yeah, yeah. I have, I, am, I have nothing but respect and admiration for this entire yeah. thing. So I thought about it, and if I can find the right bike at Mid-Ohio, pre-81, mm. I'm trying to get one. Nice. Why don't you just ride your KE100? Yeah. I was going to say. That's what I was Because it's going to be too bitch. nice when I'm done What year's your SP? 85. Oh, it's too Four new. years, too new. Oh, too wait new. a couple years. Wait five years yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the SP still needs to heal up a little bit from the <laughs> North Carolina ride. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But it, it was at full throttle for like 410 miles. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Holy and shit. And at about 380, it gained five horsepower. So I'm really concerned about for real? that. For real? Yeah. <laughs> and started smoking. Yeah, a little bit. Oof. Just a little bit. I'm wondering what year was the first year of the Honda XL350. Ooh. Because that's a pretty fucking stout bike. I want right to say there. like 74, 75. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I mean. That would be a good bike for that's that That's one of those bikes. And then it went to the XR. And I think, I wonder if XR, and I think XR started a little too late. 1983. 1983, a little too new. Yeah, two, two years. So the XR, the XR350 is one of my all-time favorites for just does any goddamn thing. But the XL350 is not behind, not far behind it. Well, my brother's XL350R mm-hmm. was like, that was a really good bike. And you don't find there were no. very Super few rare. of them made, yeah. but they were, it ripped for yeah. a 350. Yeah, it really did. And it was a twin carb 350. Mm-hmm. But that's Single also, cylinder. and that's also too late because that's 84. Yeah. Yeah. That's 84. And that was a two year only bike. And it was fucking frightening with that twin carb setup. That thing made. How do you sink twin carbs to a On single? one cylinder. That's what I'm saying. How do you. Gazinda, <laughs> gazinda, gazada, gazada. So very much like, you know, the, the dual imports, the dual intakes and the dual exhaust. Yeah. Each intake's got its own carb. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But, but the, the one carb. Oh, was a dummy car. Dummy car. So the yeah. only the right car yep. had a pilot circuit and yep. everything in it. The left car just as a main jet. It was very much oh, like okay. the Yamaha. So when you look at the Yamaha XT350, yeah, those two people were cheating out of each other's notebooks. 
Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And as much as like the Yamaha, and that's another one, the, the XT350, but I don't think it's old enough for this event. So, but again, I think that doing an X, doing an XL350, that's a pretty well, good choice. For and that. then like, yeah. if you go with the older ones, I mean, there's mm-hmm. big bore kits. I mean, you oh, can do God, it. Yeah. everything yeah. is available for an XL350. Sure. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I just, you know, there was nothing wrong with an SL350 other than the fact the motor was so fucking heavy. I think that was one of the bikes that, that the bike that the guy has the motor on the table I there, think you're I right. I think that's an SL350. Yeah, I think that I is an SL, right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, I think the motor that's literally being rebuilt on a table is an SL. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, there's an SL350 right there and that's the picture before the motor came out of it could pulled the motor out but he, you know he said but it wasn't there was nothing wrong no. with the motor yeah he was trying to diagnose a problem and they're saying when you think it's a carb check the ignition that's right that's exactly right before you pull cool. the carb check the ignition i say pull the I carb i just like i like how some of the guys were like fuck it and they're like using a cb450 or yeah. a fucking bmw just normal street bike hey, look, like fuck it I, I have been i have been there CB450s were ran in the Baja 500 yeah, many right. times. Yeah. yeah. If the bike's too heavy, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Or take right. some shit off of right. it. Right. The bike's too heavy, just slow down a little bit. Or fucking go for it. Monster knobbies Desert, on a right. big bike. Desert sled <laughs> style, just go for it. So that's pretty badass. I love that, dude. Good. That's Vintage cool. 1000. Kick ass. All right. Chris, you ready? I'm ready. He, he wrote his down in cuneiform. No, what did he do? Chiseled it on a stone tablet. You don't Chris, need to print the internet, Chris. Chris. <laughs> What you got, Chris? I'm going to forget it if I don't. <laughs> so um, in, in today's uh, news, there's a death of somebody that uh, we all know. by the name is Sonny Barger. We yes. know Sonny, yeah. So he passed away. He did. And uh, there's a couple of things that I thought were in- interesting about when he passed away. And he's published two novels. Right. Which I would not have expected. And authored six other books. Yep. Which is pretty interesting. Um, in 1988, they said that he moved from Oakland, California, to suburban Phoenix and dropped his official duties in the Hell, Hell's Angels, but remained rank and file member. Right. He ran a motorcycle repair shop and mellowed in the suburban life. Doing mellowed yoga. into suburban lifestyles, yeah. yeah. Doing yoga, continued to lift weights, a pastime he acquired in prison. Of course. Yeah. He kept riding the open road, thousands of miles a year, eventually professing a preference for... Japanese motorcycles. Hondas yep. and BMWs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, in an interview to the Angels, Angels uh, traditional Harley Chopper. So I, I, I thought it was interesting that he said, yeah, I like the Hondas. Well, <laughs> well, he said that there was an interview I saw somewhere when he was talking, and he said that, you know, like, no, not at all, but I'm, I'm agreeing with you. He, um, but he, he says that, like, um, one of the mistakes they made was adopting the American motorcycles only in their charter. Because he said once he rode some of the Japanese bikes and stuff, they were so much fucking better. Yeah. 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 So so how old was Sonny? 83. Jesus mm. Christ. Yeah, he, he should have been 85, but he was sick for two years. Yeah. No, but he had, he had cancer like for 20 years. He's had like a hole in his throat for the last 25 or something. Like, I mean, that's really something. He smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Really? Yeah. And he lived to be how old? 83. 83. Oh, man, I'm giving up on this giving up. But you know what? Uh, they talk about his early life and how he didn't really do much schooling and stuff like that. And at whatever age, he enlisted in the Army. And then they found out he enlisted by uh, taking his age. Yeah. So, so they yeah. kicked him out. So one of his quotes was, uh, the best way to become a man or something like that is to be in the military and also be in prison. 
Yeah, and I, there's a lot to be said for that. Depending on what branch of the military you're in, it can be like prison. So, uh, well, the, you know, the, the, the sex. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but, yeah, that's something, man. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. Many events I've, we've been to, he's been a keynote speaker, been out, goes around, really has been very upfront with his time. And I've watched a lot of interviews between him and Hunter S. Thompson. They had a lot of conflict over the book. Uh, and I, I, I dig all that. Like he is a story. He is, he's an American legend. I also know a couple of hell's angels that don't necessarily think he's a great spokesman for their cause, Yeah, you know, and maybe accuse him of selling out and maybe think that he shouldn't be the poster boy boy for the hell's angels. So yeah, he's, he's a, he's a man with a certain amount of controversy controversy. and, and, and he stepped away in 1998. So that's, that's a long, yeah. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, is if you found something, you can never be completely taken away from it. You can leave the company. You he's can do whatever. We still yeah. fucking part of the history. Sleepy. Blood in, blood out, brother. Yeah, right. Yeah. Word. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's that. But so that's something. I mean, I, I got to say, Chris, that's that is kind of a big deal because like him or hate him, love Harley's love, love the idea of the angels. Don't whatever. Uh, you, you have to acknowledge that that guy's that guy's had an influence Yep. In yep. the motorcycle industry. A huge, motorcycle culture. Yeah, yeah. A huge influence. And it was also, um, it might be the biggest, it might be the biggest pariah in the world to brotherhood people and to one percenters that he went out and went public and that he was getting interviewed on, you know, TV shows and stuff like that. They, they might have been, well, whatever. I mean, he's wearing their colors. Yeah. But he's the, he's the guy that moved it from one club in California right. to however many clubs across the, the world. So, sure. yeah. you know, give the guy his due. Yeah, mean, absolutely. It's not yeah, like absolutely. he's a slouch on the whole thing. Nope. Nope. I, I, totally I don't think he it. ever turned into a pussy either. Nope. No. He I don't think a, so. He ate a few pussies, I think. Well, you know. That's, that's how he got the throat cancer. That's why they call it Taco Tuesday. Hey. <laughs> Damn, damn, good story, man. Uh, Did you get shot? No, HPV. <laughs> Dan, what you got going on, baby? Mine was the uh, the Saunders motorcycle is supposed to be uh, actually yeah. shipping this week, I think. Oh, really? But they also announced that uh, what, you what the original invest, you know, the people who put the hundred bucks down and pre-bought the right. bike. You know, they got ABS and some other cool options on the bike that are not going to exist on the bike in the future. Huh. Really? That's interesting because in so many markets, if you want your vehicle to have the word motorcycle on it, <coughs> if you want your vehicle to have a title, if you want your vehicle to be what they call Euro 5 compliant, it has to have ABS. So a lot of these little electric scooters that we do, they have ABS. We all rode them, right? Yeah. So the bikes we were riding, you get a bike that might have a top speed of 48 miles an hour. ABS is standard equipment. Because to not have it as standard equipment, it couldn't be sold in a lot of countries. That's very interesting. So huh. that's so they're treating it a little bit like a an option. They're treating it like a, a, a promo for early adopters. Hmm. But maybe it's something that I know from dealing with a lot of manufacturers that having ABS on a vehicle increases the price of production fucking dramatically. It also increases a lot of the post-ownership diagnostic and troubleshooting and stuff like that. So, mm. okay. Well, that's that's very fucking interesting. 
Uh, now that that's the meta cycle, right? Right. The one in question. Okay. Because the numbers on it are great. The, the numbers are fantastic. And it does, I'm looking at their first production run and it looks like they're in transit to California where once they arrive in California, they will be finally assembled and prepped for delivery. Cause this is another one of those things that like the phrase made in America mm. has a little asterisk after well, assembled in America. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's that thing we talked about not that long ago about CKD complete knockdown. And uh, that's the bane. Those words right now are the bane of my fucking existence mm. because we went from a bike that you could prep in under an hour to a bike that takes three hours to prep just so the manufacturer or the importer, I guess, could save 40 or $50 on freight. Sculpted ergonomic saddle. It doesn't look very <laughs> comfortable. The term ergonomic has nothing to do with any part of that bike. No. But what if it was ergonomic? It could be egonomic. Ergonomic. Ergo. I'm still going to hurt your nuts with that fucking curve. Improved seat is more than 65 millimeters thick. I invite any of you to hold your fingers out to what 65 millimeters is. Yeah, it's yeah 6.5 centimeters. Like two times the right. size of most of our yeah. penises. So anybody here riding SSR? <laughs> 650 <laughs> millimeters, my man. Yeah. yeah, that seat is thinner than an SSR seat, for yeah, real. It'll be caught yeah. on tape going like this. <laughs> and, they'll like, yeah. and they'll be like... <laughs> You'll always be riding in maximum style and comfort. I'm not taking anything away from this motorcycle. It is dead fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I think about all the odd pentagram-shaped objects that can be put in the middle of it. I was thinking about what kind of motor could fit in there. <laughs> 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 Make it a hybrid? Can well, I you just... could definitely put one of those little Harbor Freight generators. To oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. To charge so, it. Good for them that, you know, so Dan... How late were they based on original assessments? I think like a year and a half, two years. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think that for about two years, people were serving up and eating a lot of shit on the internet. And I'll be really interested to see if it performs up to what they said it, sure. it's supposed mm. to be. Now, have you been watching it? Have they been, have they been massaging the numbers? Because that's what happens th- I sometimes. I don't think they've really yeah. changed the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It will be, it'll be very interesting to see because there's that whole 4,000 watts. And I'm like, you, you got a 4,000 watt hour battery? Four kilowatt, yeah. Okay, all right, all right that's, that's all right. But a four kilowatt hour battery, that's, not, that's, not that, that's, uh, that's half of what's in here, yeah. right? So that's half of what's in here. And with this bike, that would give you about, about 30 to 40 miles of range. Mm-hmm. So... And what's their range? Are they saying any range on there? That's a good question. Anything oh, you heard? Anything about it? I think it's did. like seventy or eighty miles. Yeah, that was where. Yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of one of the things that I came up with, and I was like, well, based on the old Ohm's law thing, it seemed to be real hard to get seventy miles out of four thousand watts, even if you're only running it at you know, 80, um, 80 volts or 72 volts. What did it say, though? It's a never-before-seen battery technology? Scroll back down. That's a tough one, about? too. Yeah. Like, what, what has never been seen? Keep going, keep going down, down, down. But how keep many going, miles did going. we do on the electric scooters? Right there. 45. Never-before-seen battery innovations. Yeah, yeah. What is the yeah, innovation? Well, you know what? I, I honestly got to tell you that unless it's a... Unless it's a silicone or a solid state battery, everything is going to be before seen. Right. Right. I think having that word never 
never before seen battery innovation. I don't know. But uh, we'll see. Again, maybe, all, all maybe, you know see. maybe right. yeah. there's never been a battery that's been exactly that size. Exactly. Because so the numbers never been seen before. Like the idea of charging a four kilowatt hour battery, charging a four kilowatt hour battery in three hours and 45 minutes. Well, that's normal. That's right. pretty much every electric bike um, because you're running out of a household current of about up to 15 amps. Right. You know, a thousand watts, give or take. So, yeah, three hours and 45 minutes, that's not shocking. You know, that's, that's fine. That's not a big it's deal. It's not shocking, actually. Hey, but again, one of my pet peeves, and I've said it about a lot of bikes, the bitch doesn't carry its charger on board. Right. So if you want to charge this out in the world, you got to have the charger. You got to have a backpack. Well, for that right. charger. They sell the box that goes that in the goes hole. right in the hole. Right. That holds the charger. Right. <laughs> there you go. Go zip tie yeah. that shit in the and hole. And that's, that's the thing. is, like if I hand you the charger to any one of these bikes, these little scooters or whatever it, it is. It don't fit anywhere. Right. The only thing that I had really, really good to say about the Vespa Electrica was the charger was built in. Yeah. Right. And it still had room for your shit under the seat. Yep. You, yeah. could, you yep. could still put some, some purchasables under the seat of the bike. I have helmet. And have the charger. Whereas all the other ones, if you're out in the field and you run out of electricity, good luck, bitch. You're traveling at 14 miles an hour (laughs) as long as she'll have you. Painfully slow. Painfully slow. Painfully slow. Well, that's a good story, too. Fuck it, Sondors, man. You're... Good, good thing for Sondors. Almost there. Yeah, they're they're claiming 80 miles, but... 80 miles. No way. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Well, 80 miles is 5 miles an hour. This is 7.2 kilowatts. And if you're very good, or your name's Steve Hoffert, you can get 90 miles out of it. Mm-hmm. If you're Steve Hoffert. I made Steve overheat this morning. <laughs> Him or his bike? His bike. He oh, was okay. riding a zero. Right. And I saw a guy, I'm like, hmm. And then I got closer, I'm like, oh, that might be Steve. And he was following a box truck kind of. Oh, was he really? A little bit. <laughs> oh, jeez. He was drafting? Maybe a little bit. And uh, I was driving the Corvette. So I was like, speed it up a little bit. And then right as I went past him, I was like, Wabba! and flew by him just to wake him up. And then for a minute, he pulled out behind me. And I actually was going to slow down. I started slow. I slow. I mean, by the time I decelerated, I was quite a ways ahead of him. Yeah, sure. But I did back off down to like 65 mile an hour. I'm like, well, maybe he wants to try to catch up with me. I'll let him try to catch up with me. Yeah. But then, for whatever reason, then he backed off. And then when he got to work, he said that uh, that it lit up and cut power, and that it like over, you know, like when he got oh. it, after being at pretty much highway speed, and then trying to wick it up and try to catch up with me, it was a, it it gave him like a limp mode kind of thing. What time of day? Because it was hot today, man. Yeah, my yeah. phone overheated well, I mean, that was, just driving in the car today. That was six fifteen a.m. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, John, I have a question. Okay. What makes a four-cycle motor stall when it overheats? Well, I mean, like, there could be various things, but, I mean, if it's really hot and it's not cooling right, I mean, you could vapor lock, I mean, would be okay. the number one thing. Like, No, because this happened on my uh, 76 BMW, okay. like a 97-degree day, and we were caught in traffic. And it just went, come and on. It, it stalled twice. You start actually boiling the gas yeah, in your carburetor. Yeah, that's the... Okay. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Oh, especially because they're right over the cylinders yeah. right there. Like, right. Yeah. No, and I, I... We were stuck in traffic, and I told Dan, I'm like, dude, we're doing a U-turn. Yeah. We got we to gotta be moving. We can't be sitting still. Yeah, you need air mm. cooling. 
Air, ergo, airhead. Airhead, yeah. yeah. And when in motorcycles get hot enough, they're uh, <coughs> regardless. You will get valve misbehavior at high temperatures. One of the one of the first things it to tell sense. you that your motorcycle's running way too hot is your valves will no longer move in the valve guides the way they're supposed to. That was another article that I read, started reading, was mm-hmm. about how metal moves. Yep. And that metal has a lot of electron, a gas of electrons yep. in it, and that's what makes it malleable. Yep. That as it's bending, it's breaking bonds, but it's making new bonds because it has so many electrons in it, and that's why it conducts electricity so well, and that's why it's malleable. So when you have a valve in your motor and it's banging up and down and spinning around and doing everything it does, it does move. It does. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It hell, absolutely. It's like window panes after a yeah. hundred years. You look at yeah. a window pane and yeah. it has melted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I can. And I you're can, applying heat and stress and all this stuff to it. And yeah. My CBX ran beautifully. I mean, valve adjustment tie. I mean, I had spent. 12 or 13 hours getting this bike set up, 24 valves, perfectly rebuilt the carbs, everything as good as that bike could be, uh, a 1979 CBX, the best year. And in 1992 or 93, uh, technically, sorry, not for the matters, but 1995, I was in New York City traffic, stop and go, Brook, uh, Manhattan traffic. And the, the, the part that went away was... 24 valves stopped working the way they should. Regardless of the fact that we have a r- extremely good drivetrain, valve train, and everything is as good as it can be on a bike with only 4,000, 5,000 miles on it, perfectly set up. That air-cooled motor in stop-and-go Manhattan, 100-degree traffic, it was, I could hear the cylinders no, not long, no longer running. And it got <laughs> down to the point where I knew that I was running on three, four tops. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, man. Got to pull over. That's it. Just got to pull over. Your exhaust valves, when they yeah. start deforming under heat and stress, yep. then they leak. And they then leak. it's ca- and then it's a heat failure, and it makes it even worse because the heat doesn't go out the exhaust. It, it heats up the valve. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, cylinders, you know, not firing and stuff. Yeah. Um, when I was when I was filming the NHRA on Friday, yeah, there's a really cool thing I didn't notice, but this I give credit to the crew chief. So the crew chiefs were standing there with the top fuel cars, and the yeah. cars leave, right? No, and I wondered why they were so intently looking at the motors as they leave. Well, the crew chiefs have a button in their hand. Yeah, they can shut it down. They can shut it down. So right. if they see like one of the cylinders yeah. not firing, yeah. they can kill it no, before it's catastrophic. Absolutely, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, remote like, kills. Yeah, a genius idea. I had no idea that because yeah, the guy inside can't see shit. No. Yeah. He's just hanging on for dear life. Game on, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're on that rocket. That was interesting because they could save, you know, like, because, like, you know, you see one cylinder out, there's no puff coming out of it. Yeah. Boom. Off. I mean, my brother just had to buy a valve for his motor. Titanium valve was like 600 bucks. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> one valve. For one valve. Holy yeah. shit. Is All that right. for the mudslinger truck? Yeah. Anyone yeah. else got a news story? No. I, like I, I got said, a news story that even I was a little fucking surprised to hear. Oh. Fake news. Yeah, it's fake news, all right. Harley Davidson has been identified by name by the Federal Trade Commission for violating the Right to Repair Act. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, all you fucking nerds just like, oh, no, I know oh, that term. Oh, oh, I know those words. Oh, I want to replace the battery in my iPhone that I'm running fucking Linux Apple. on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking nerds. Right. <laughs> fucking nerds. You mean Harley Davidson got in trouble for right to repair? You bet your fucking Fuck ass yeah. they did. Yeah. And wait until you see the class action lawsuit that's going to come out of this. Oh, I'm because sure. every fuck knuckle in the world who's wearing a black vest <laughs> is going to be like, well, I was fully going to just do all my own services and I was oh, going to do everything. But now they, they said I wasn't allowed to. You know who else is getting in on that uh, yeah. class action is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he wants to make up. That's a joke. Guys. I, I, who's, who's <laughs> I that? don't know. Yeah, I don't know who that is. That's the... Oh, quarterback he, at Cleveland is being sued by like oh, 82 he, women. He's the sports, oh, he's the yeah. sports ball rapist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. You mean the guy who our city paid more than an entire stadium costs to have come into our club, even though we knew he had litigation against him from some 25 women? And he can't play? That's you mean him. that guy? Yeah. That guy? That, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's so, you him. know, it's a good idea. So he's going to jump yeah. on the back end of this class on this action. this class action. To make up some money. Yeah. He's going to claim all of his Harley Davidsons were wrong. Uh, I hope Deshaun Watson breaks the Browns. Again, the whole concept <laughs> is paying somebody who is already in the middle of a court case with 24 charges of rape against him and being like, we're going to pay you a lot of money and come play ball for our club, even though in all likelihood, you're not going to play ball a single day and you're going to amass billions of dollars of legal fees for our club. Ah, sports ball. Fucking sports ball. Well, you know, he agreed to come to this city where quarterbacks come to die, so. <laughs> come on. Again, okay, so also, and then the Burn. other thing too is the dude's clearly toxic, right? Mm. So he was just looking for any port in a storm. Yep. But uh, that whole thing about 56 like, times, 56 times. So, so here's, who, who actually started that lawsuit? Because I'm like, so what you, glad like, you what brought you that mentioned, up. Who, the, who would think of any Harley owner would even try to even change a fucking plug? Okay. Oh, some do. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it never had to make Steve it that far, Noble. Oscar. Steve, New bikes. Yeah, Steve Dude. Noble. There's Harley guys Bruh. that do stuff. Dude. <laughs> Dude. All right. Dude. Do you want to know where it all fell apart? Yes, yes sir. So uh, let me get this straight. Um, I'm signing my financing paperwork here for my $29,000 Evo Street Mecca Glide. Yep. And uh, okay. Uh, I, do you mind if I read it? Nobody reads that, bro. I, I'm going to go ahead and read it. No, nobody reads that, bro. It's like 76 pages. I'm going to go ahead and read it. I got time. So wait a second. In my warranty, it says that if I have anybody other than your technicians ah, work on this bike, voice warranty. it voids my warranty. Fucking a. I can only get my oil changed at the Harley dealer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an attorney. Have you ever heard of the Magnuson Moss Act? Because that's exactly what happened. Hmm. So it is by any other fucking word. It is intimidation on the part of the motor company. Yeah. It is the motor yeah. company saying, if you do any work on this bitch that takes away our back end, we're going to take away your fucking warranty. Any warranty claim you make, if we don't look in our computer and see that you did your 600 with us and your 2600 with us and your 5600 with us, then we're going to say your warranty's null and void because you let somebody else get their dick beaters up in this thing. So... <laughs> As stated in the complaints, this is from the actual document from the Federal Trade Commission, the complaint. The commission charged Harley-Davidson, which manufactures motorcycles and related equipment, and Westinghouse, hmm. which makes and sells outdoor generators and related products in a double-headed, 
<laughs> yeah. With unlawfully, <laughs> and I like the use of this Crossing term. Crossing streams. <laughs> with unlawfully conditioning their warranties on the use of authorized parts in violation of both the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act and the FTC Act. The commission also alleged that Harley-Davidson failed to provide a clear description of warranty terms in a single document, a violation of the disclosure rule. This is fucking real. And the the consent orders obtained in these matters bar both manufacturers from continuing the unlawful tying of their warranties to the use of authorized service or parts and prohibit them from misrepresenting misrepresenting any material facts about the warranty. Importantly, the firms are also required to note clearly and conspicuously in public statements that using third-party parts or repair services will not void the warranty. They must also provide customers with clear notice alerting them of the change. Now, I predict the Oracle will now speak. Okay. Prepare to see a full-page Harley-Davidson ad in Psycho World magazine saying, Harley-Davidson, American, we want you to work on your own shit. We encourage it. With Harley-Davidson, we're American, and we want you to get your fingers dirty. Having greasy fingernails is the new cool. Now it's this new okay, different tech. Let them work on it. When yep. they break it yep. and can't fix it, it's gonna come back to well, them anyway. they're going to have to come back to yeah. us anyway. But so did, I, isn't Tesla the same way? Tesla, you can't work on your own shit. You have to take it to their Tesla thing. I mean, you if can you say the same thing about a zero. Well, it, if How much you find work someone could an average Joe do on a zero? But only one of those vehicles that we just went through is a 100-year-old operating system. But then, too, uh, a, John, a John Deere tractor, you can't, I mean, like right. you, if you don't have the, exactly the tool and everything yep. like that, yep. forget about it. I, I, am, I heard the Supreme Court is ready to take away the Federal Trade Commission's authority to regulate trade. Anything. So nothing's yeah, going to happen. Right. That, I, I think it's exactly. just a slap on the wrist. I, don't, I, I agree. I, there's, I don't think there's anything right. going to happen. Because you can buy parts from them. Yep. And I think that's one of a big debate of... Other, t- Again, other electronics, if you if, if right. they're not even able to sell you any parts, right. even if you want to do your yep. own job, yep. that's a different story of you can buy your shit, but you're going to void your warranty. That's, I think that's just a slap in the wrist. What's the value of this, uh, this lawsuit, this class action lawsuit? It's not a class action lawsuit. It's an FTC ruling. It's oh, an okay. FTC judgment. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that it has the federal, it's not so much a lawsuit as it is the Federal Trade Commission saying your warranty that you've been telling people for how many years, and I know, specifically stated, you touch anything in this bike, your warranty is bye-bye, right? So Earl over in marketing has been let go (laughs) (laughs) unceremoniously. Then they're going to change only their paperwork, and that's about it. They're going to, other people are going to fuck up their bikes, and then they're going to bring it back to them and charge them whatever the fuck they want. for. That's exactly right. So I don't think that, yeah, they're not going to lose any... Yeah, and and the reason that I Dang it. that I call attention to this, this whole thing about right to repair, right to repair, yeah. The local dealer down here is three hundred and seventy one dollars for your six hundred mile service, your one thousand mile service, your first service, first time through. It's an oil change, it's oil change of filter, three holes, <laughs> um, and. That is one of those first things where they're like, before we let you make an, before we let you make a warranty claim on your twenty six, twenty eight thousand dollar Milwaukee eight powered brand new motorcycle that has some known fucking problems, 
that are affecting a lot of people who've bought this bike in the past couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the oil pressurization problem. It's something, right? So before you get that work done, and it's very expensive work, the first thing they're going to do is look at your customer service record. And they're going to go, oh, oh, Mr. Kromke, we have a problem. What's that? (laughs) You didn't do your first service. You didn't do your second service. You got six grand on your bike. We show no evidence of you having service. Well, we're not going to warranty your bike if you never change the oil in the motherfucker. You've had the bike for 8,000 miles. You've never done an oil change. Well, I did myself. I I have a receipt. I bought the oil filter here. I bought the oil here. Mr. Kromke, I'd invite you to look at page 397 of your warranty. Well, I got a one-page warranty. Well, but on the bottom of your one-page warranty, it says for full warranty, go to this website. And then you go to that website, and on the bottom of page 397, it says, thou shalt not work on your own motorcycle. Fucking cramp key. It pretty much does. Yeah. yeah, it does. So, and this is something that we know, and we've had people come in to here at our shop with bikes that Harley Davidson down the street refused to work on because under warranty. Yeah. And people have come into us and said, okay, my warranty is no good anymore because I put these Screaming Eagle pipes on. <laughs> and I said, who told you that? Well, the guy at the dealership did. And I print out a copy of the Magnuson Moss Act. It's been around for a very long time. And I print out a copy and I hand it to him. And I said, go home and read this. It's in English. And then when you're done reading this, take it back to the Harley <laughs> Davidson dealership. Don't go fuck your head. <laughs> right. And then tell them to fix the fucking bike because changing your mufflers on your bike does not violate a problem you're having with the clutch. Period. So you're just a man for others. Well, I just am a man that gets really sick of people bringing me their fucking problems, you know, and that really is a problem. So that's a big deal. So welcome to that. That's a thing that's, that's happening. Yeah, yeah, and I thought you'd. De- I thought the nerds would like that one. Fucking nerds. Uh, nerds. So speaking of Harley Davidson. <laughs> Y'all see that motorcycle? Yep. Because we were talking about these earlier, right? Yeah, that's about the color of the one I rode. Yeah, right. That's a 2014 Harley Davidson. Nothing strange about that. Solid bike. We all agree. It's not. No, it's not fairly too bad. handsome. Yeah, fairly handsome. Mm-hmm. Good bike. Mm-hmm. And and that motor's Vegas. and that that Evo motor, that 1200 Evo or 883 Evo, it's been around for just one day less than Jesus, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, not too bad. Claimed by the Harley Davidson December 26th. Right. And if anybody needs to, we'll do the, we'll do this little Pepsi challenge business. I like the Pepsi challenge, right? So you guys can all see that. So we'll just kind of, you know, we'll just kind of throw that around so people can have a look at it. So take a good long look at that motor. Okay. I want you to really, really, just take a good long look at that motor. All right. Take a look at this motor. Ooh, shine ray. All right. Now we'll go back to that motor. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it again. Pick your favorite part and focus on it. Yeah. It's oh. The same, the same motor. All right. Wow. Wow. That's kind of fucking Did weird. Did their patent run out or something? No, like, it didn't. It didn't run out. So, deep dive time. Shine Ray, our friends over in China. Yeah, Shine, Shine, Shine Ray. You know, genuine G400C. Don't say, I mean, Honda, I mean, <clears throat> MASH. I mean, right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, no. Yeah. So Shine Ray, <laughs> China, where intellectual property means fucking nothing, right? right? So how do, where do you how do you translate the potato and... Potato. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, 
Chotato, chotato, chotato. What's a really popular vegetable over there? I don't know. Watercress. Fucking dude, all, all I know is when I saw this when I saw this picture, when I saw this picture right here, I yeah. thought in this picture they were showing me the Harley motor. When I saw this picture, yeah. I thought that they were showing me a picture of the Harley motor. Yeah. They weren't. Damn. That's pretty, yeah, They're that's showing pretty me a picture of the Shine Ray. Is that the horse? Wait, wait. Look at the side cover behind it. Yeah. No, it's all the same. Okay. Look at any part of it you want to look at. That'll be the greatest day ever if they fucking close. Look at the gas tank with no seam. The Chinese have done what Honda couldn't do in the past fucking hundred years. They made a gas tank with no fucking seam in it. Soybean, 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 soybean. Every other fucking Japanese motorcycle in the history of ever has had a seam on the gas tank, right? Mm. Except this one. I mean, I took some time and really went back and forth between the Shine Ray and the Harley Davidson. Do they have a picture of the full oh, bike? What's that? They don't. Oh, that one? Oh. Yeah, they don't. But this is, a, this is because they have what? SWM. Yeah. So that SWM is that Italian design house, that Italian fabrication building, and Shine Ray owns them. And so if Shine Ray goes to SWM and says, SWM... It's time to make a Sportster. They're doing it. Because the Sportster is not gonna is not Euro 5 compliant. Right. Because it's, it can't be. So that means that that intellectual property means nothing. It means uh, nothing at all. So, yes, the, the it is a very interesting thing that... And then some, some person that works here that shall be remain nameless said today, he's like, well... Has anyone seen a picture of the Harley factory where they're actually making Sportster motors? Oh, good point. Or are they just taking Sportster motors out of crates and putting them into Sportsters? Mm. And I said, oh, fuck, dude, you're fucking with my head now. Yeah. Because then that makes you wonder, is this really a news story? Or is this like, oh, we're able to put our own sticker on the side for once? Yeah. And that makes you really, really wonder. Not joking, looking at this... And they came out, they've got horsepower figures and everything. So it does look like the Shine Ray might be six horsepowers less and a slightly lower compression ratio than the Harley. But I would only attribute that to engine timing for lower octane gas. Yeah. Right. So I remember hearing a long time ago, and it might be just an urban legend, but mm -hmm. isn't the Harley noise patented? Yes. Well, that's an urban potato, legend. Potato? Right. Okay, so, so it's not a thing? Harley Davidson tried to sue Honda. Because Honda had manufactured its shadow motors to sound very much like the syncopated tone of the Harley Davidson. And uh, the, the story was that Harley Davidson sued Honda over the tone of their motor. Nothing like it. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, and that was. It was not an actual thing, it was something they tried to kind of. Ooh. And I really, I believe that that one, and that's one of those ones, I, I'm going to, we're pulling it up right now because we have internet right here. Uh, remember when Harley Davidson sued Honda for being too Harley? The Honda Shadow <laughs> ACE was so similar that Harley actually sued them over the look and even the sound. Sound, okay. So yeah, that's, and that's probably it. where it spawned. Yep. Okay. And I think that's All what right. it is. Uh, anyway, long story short, there you have it. Hmm. Uh, and the, my favorite thing was that, yes, Honda even printed Made in the USA on the seat. <laughs> 
because they were made in Ohio. Yeah. The Hondas. Really? Those Hondas yep. were made in Ohio. Huh. Yep. So they did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Marysville, Ohio. There you go. And so end result. Honda. Um, didn't lose. So, yeah. 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 Wow. <coughs> they look really alike. They're going to go tonight. light off some fireworks. Woohoo! Oh yeah. my goodness gracious! Bah, bah. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I got it, man. That's about it. So, if you are planning on coming out to AMA Vintage Ooh, Days, yeah. Vintage Days, Sunday, um, Sunday, Sunday. If you're planning on coming out to AMA Vintage oh, Days, joke. this yeah. would be a real fucking good time for you to get your shit together. Go on to AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days website. Make sure you get your ass registered. Yep. Make sure you understand the rules. Uh, little tip from your friends here at Cleveland Moto Podcast. Bring, Bring bourbon, bourbon, sunscreen, rum, shoes that you're okay with getting super muddy. Weed, pineapple juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're coming past our booth, rum, rum. Please. Yeah, pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. Coconuts. Cream coconuts. Of, cream of yeah, coconut. coconut. Just yeah. coconuts in general. I'm good with coconuts yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah, coconuts in general. Those are all. I think that will be the year of tiki this year for yes. Cleveland Moto Podcast. Yes, we'll do t- Cleveland Moto Podcast will be the year of tiki. Yes. So bring tiki inspired things if you want to party with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. White Castle's fine. Yep. Oh, uh, God, man. Geez. Pineapple Express, we yeah. would fit yeah, into Yeah, that would be thing. great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do, and I do. To, for people who I know, I know that you've never come to Mid Ohio before. I've never, I know you've never been there before. Cash, yeah. Bring cash. Lots it is of. harder than you think to materialize twelve hundred dollars when you only have four hundred in your pocket. And most of the spots are going to take cash only. Absolutely, yeah. I cannot think of too many old men that are there yeah. like Venmo me, <laughs> no. right? Yeah, yeah, that is not a real big deal at uh, at Mid Ohio. So please remember that it's going to be a good time. You're going to be walking your tits off, so that's fine. Uh, you know, if you want to, you should be riding your tits off. If, if you, you want yeah, to come and yeah. see us, we will have we will have some very friendly priced alternatives to walking that you could probably even sell on Sunday and make a buck. Yep. Uh, we'll have some of that stuff ready to rock and roll. Maybe we should talk about the, the rules of buying and selling, meaning that if you buy something and you walk away, like you now own that and you can't complain about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the rule. You just said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't complain. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is entertaining. When you don't somebody... have to say black, black, no trade back. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go fuck have... your hat. Right, right. It is more like, you know, bust the deal, face the wheel. Uh, I do. I have only seen it one time in 20 years where somebody came six hours after buying a bike and said they wanted their bike, their money back because it wasn't everything they wanted. And the worst thing was they wanted their money back. Despite the fact the bike was still running perfectly. Hmm. The bike ran great. It just wasn't what they wanted. It was, they, it wasn't fast enough. An impulse purchase. It was, that's everything in Mid Ohio. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. Mid Ohio has got you know, there is no buyer's remorse at Mid Ohio. No, but there is Monday when you get back and you're like, "What the fuck am I going to do with this now? Why <laughs> do I have seven Trail 90s? Well, yeah. then you wait right. until next year, then bring it back, and sell it all over again. Because there are currencies that only work at Mid Ohio, right? That's well, true. And there's only true. cool at Mid Ohio too, which oh, is shit that, that like stuff. by by Friday you're like, I need this. This is what I need in my life is that. So the mini bikes that you bought like yeah, multiple yeah, yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I do not All understand right. what happens. Every year I go to AMA Vintage Days, 
I have some disease or some little earwig or something that crawls into my ear and whispers like, buy everything. <laughs> if you find the right Honda Cub EZ. Oh, yeah. Like, there's always one fucking bike. And honestly, having it be the Honda Cub EZ has been really safe because that, <laughs> that has kept me out of trouble. Yeah. That is like, there was one no, on Marketplace it. for 2500 Okay, well, it's pretty. It was no, but you actually were, for sale. It was actually for sale. Right? You were, you were, you were like six p.m. drunk at two p.m. Yeah, and you bought that Honda oh, Dream. Dream. Yeah. Dream's, Dream's fine. But it was a good bike. It, it was, was a good, a good bike. Great bike. Yeah. Right the other day. Motherfucker's yeah. solid. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker's solid. Hey, remember the guy who sent us naked pictures of his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he Pass found the us. Phone, please. He found us on our new hotline number. Did he send us Yay. a picture of his junk? No, he did not. He did All not right. send us a picture of his junk. He sent us a picture of a butt. Pat, uh, his butt? It's, it's solid, dude. It's solid. Okay. Send it over here. Okay, pass it to the left. I, uh, yeah, I'll pass to the left. <laughs> it's, puff, it's puff, solid. pass, dude. I do like that he wrote us a two-pager. He wrote us a two-pager, but... Oh, yeah right. Well, I'm not reading. That's shit, more than that's, that's more than yoga. That's more than yoga. That's not Damn. just yoga. Let's well, toit. That's like it's a peloton. Like a, that's a like a peloton or something going on there. Know. I don't know what's going on there, but that's like that's toit. Not real. Exactly. <laughs> that's a Lee press on ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a fake butt. Get the quarters out. That to bounce some shit out of there. You could bounce your fucking eye out on that. If you bounce a quarter on that, you might get back. Yeah, you might get fifty yeah. cents back. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen John. I've seen better. I've seen better. Oh, really? oh yeah. John. Well, he does have to take oh, a shower. He so looks in the mirror in the morning. So that's yeah. encouragement for that podcaster yeah. to send us yeah. more pictures. I just so. I just heard a very quiet knock on the table that tells me John's lying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway. Just no more like a thing. He's like whoever got whoever whoever has your old number, the old bat phone number, whoever has your old bat phone number. Definitely got some decent nudes. Oh, uh, anyway. So anyway, he said, hey, I haven't touched. This is our friend Matt, right? And so our friend Matt says, I haven't touched base in a while. I want to pose another question uh, to uh, you gentlemen. All right. <laughs> That's a long pause. It was. So uh, he does say, hey, Nick, uh, love you guys, but considering, love you, but ho- considering how many times I've heard you not had a running Superhawk, you shouldn't be giving me too much shit about my particular stable. Uh, go back to episode 156, which I was on, and all the questions I have asked since, I thought I would give you guys some updates on the bikes. The 750 Super Sport will retain the points per John Mecklefresh after you. I rode a 550, nice. which I am currently rebuilding. The 1350 that I had a starting issue with, the Kickstarter, after all the clutch adjustments in the fucking world, turned out to be the actual fucking clutch. The other 350 that was having starting issues, I still don't have a fucking clue what happened, but the new plugs retiming the goddamn thing four times and cleaning the points is now finally on to a new owner. <laughs> the SL70 that you guys saw a hot little number take a dirt nap on, refer to the brunette and the see-through top, mm. that was in the last group of shots, oh, does in fact turn the headlight on once it is running. Does this thing have two condensers, one under the tank and one under the flywheel? Wait, say that again. I didn't that SL70, it. it's got a condenser in the flywheel for sure, but there wait, is... Wait, you're saying a condenser. Condenser. It's the two little beer cans. Yeah. There's one under the gas tank too. 
that would only the condenser would only be for the ignition but the, that's probably, the one on the flywheel but there's probably i mean most hondas have like it probably has two different coils one yep. coil that supports your ignition exactly right. one coil that supports your lighting accessories that's right. where my ke yep. is that's my exactly KE, right the, the, that's very common the yep, tail light will run off the battery and the turn signals run off the battery, but the headlight runs off of the engine. Straight off the so which was yeah. the one that so, And grown. this is what he said. He said, I found that the condenser under the flywheel had an exposed wire. Well, there you go. And it was grounding out, which we've talked about on the podcast mm. numerous times. I wonder if, I mean, oh, uh, like a, C, okay, so a CT70, yep. the condenser and points are under the flywheel. Under the flywheel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the coil yep. is outside. It should not have a condenser on it. But if somebody swapped a, co a coil from a CT90 yep. or something else, right. it might have a condenser hanging off of it because now you've got two condensers. Right. And you're very condensed. You're super condensed. <laughs> Ultra condensed milk. So, but I'm, I'm kind of happy because he said li liquid tape. So he said he used a little liquid mm -hmm. tape on it and it nice. sussed it. It's totally nice. great. Uh, very fucking cool. But nice. he does have a question for the Honda Whisperer. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh, yeah, I know. All right. So here's the deal. I do have a question. I don't have any time for anything super witty. But I got a hot date tonight. But I do have a question. I'm getting random spark on my 64 Dream. Like I ride it for three miles. It'll die. And then about 10 minutes later, it'll fire back up and run for about 15, 20 seconds and die. Check the timing, clean the points, changed out my rectifier from my other dream, new battery, but still getting very low running voltage, which I believe is causing the issue. Thoughts? Glad to be back in touch. Hopefully you gentlemen are doing well. So to wrap it up, rides for three or four miles, it dies. Okay, well, first off, I want you to hook up a voltmeter yep. that you can have attached at all times. Yep. So Absolutely. you can real-time monitor your voltage. Mm -hmm. yep. Are you losing voltage running out of electrons? Mm -hmm. Your ignition will run uh, mm -hmm. as long as it's got 12 volts. Yep. Now, I don't know this if you have a... 64 Dreams, 6 volts. I think. 12 volts? All 12 volts. Unless it's a 160, like the smaller one. Yeah, if it's a, that's is right. A three, if it's a 250 or a 305. Yeah, that's right. Because my, my 160 volts. is 6 volts. Even from 61. Yeah, yeah. The, the 305. So yeah. if it's a 305, it's 12 volts. Yeah, it should be 12 volts. Yep, you're right. But, I mean, I mean, the ignition system should work. It's points and a coil. Yep. Yeah. With 12 volts get feeding the coil. And a condenser. And a condenser. Right. But the, even really yep. the condenser, it'll still have a spark even without a condenser. Absolutely. Yep. But your points will burn up sooner. Mm -hmm. So... It's, a, it's, it's one of those three or, things. Yeah. So it runs for 10 minutes. That's the weird thing. It Clean dies. Your, maybe your points, I mean, your points could be, see, like, make sure your points are lubed up. Like your little dauber thing has oil Advanced. on it. Make sure your, your phrenelic block isn't getting tight and stopping hanging open or something. And like. there's also advanced, too. Yeah, you're. So, and that's what this sounds like. Because when it gets hot, mm -hmm. it stops running. So when it's cold, when it cools down, it runs again for a little while, and then yeah. it gets hot. Yep. So I don't think his advance is working. Could it be? Yeah. I mean, like, it couldn't be fuel-related, right? He's thinking it's ignition and stuff, but if it's getting hot, could it be something like the vapor lock you are talking about? Like, if he has something not... Yeah, it would be... Again, you'd have to be real-time monitoring your spark. Yeah, your spark. Are you, in fact, losing yeah. spark? Or are you, yeah, you know what I mean? This, like... to me, sounds like an advance problem. Could be. Because it's, it starts good cold. 
So, but coils, when they go bad, they act that way too. They'll They're start up, but then as things expand, yep. then that little yep. crack in, uh, yep. then you're losing. You could really quickly have again that sure. same meter that you hooked yep. up. Check ohm out your your coil and right. see if it's got an open line. Because I've had, yeah, right. I've had coils act. And that you can way. even you can heat it up in an oven and see if it yeah. like all of a sudden it warm. You know, oh, hot warm? coils. You can fire a bike up. And if, runs like a son of a bitch. Runs like honestly, a rake. If tape. I even suspected it was the coil, I'd just buy a new coil. I would too. On the eBay's. Yep. They're super cheap. Yep. And 12 volt dual output coil. What's the. $32. Yep. <laughs> I've also seen bad springs on those advanced. Yep. And there that's also. Springs. I mean, you can work it. And, yep. I mean, if you work it and it mm-hmm. seems like it, it advances and it, it snaps catch, back. Right. Yep. It should be fine if there's yep. nothing stupid going on. With yeah, because that whole, like, the thing about, like, it if runs you want to hook up a timing the light, and then you rev it at 2,000 RPM. 2,000 RPM, it should change. You should see it, and there's marks on your flywheel. Yep. You have your top dead center, yep. but you have your, your, and then you'll have your advances way over here. Way over. It's it's 20 f- fucking degrees over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. At 2,000, you should see it go to those marks. It'll swing right over. So, I agree. He says he checked the timing, but I don't know if that means he checked it with the timing light. Because I would definitely take five seconds, hook up a timing light to it, do the 2,000 RPM test, like get it up, like run it from idle to 3,000 RPM, watch it make that sweep, and motherfucker, if it doesn't take that long to get it hot enough to fuck a coil over, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, just do a little tune-up on it, you know? Yeah. And then he says he's still getting low-running voltage. And I got to say, the reason you're getting low-running voltage is fucking 60 year old magnets in that son of a bitch yeah. uh i can't believe a stator is going to have good healthy polarity at 60 do. years old but like, i know like my bike yeah. you, you you're kicking it over yeah. and it is lighting the yeah. headlight yeah. it pulses the headlight it really mm-hmm. does if yeah. mine does so time again Nick's does right time maybe again his doesn't time because again, that yeah. that does have, i mean that it's on the right-hand side of the mm-hmm. motor, and it has a coating on it. Yep. And I've seen where they've been bruised, and Me like too. some of that comes off. You know, if yep. it's ever been apart or yep. anything like and that. And if you if they get bruised, if it's been apart and it's bruised or damaged, it doesn't take much. The electricity escapes, mm-hmm. and that will no. It's it's it will drop your field strength like nobody's business. Wow. So when you see a little scratch or a little cut, I mean, my bike can have a dead battery and yep. I kick it and it starts and you'll see that the headlight will flick. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you could almost charge the battery if you just wanted mm-hmm. to sit there and kick, and kick it. it and kick it long enough. But I do think in his particular situation, Every one time kick it. Sorry. No, I, I think that his, his deal is definitely coil swap for sure. I'd start with, a, but you know what? You're, you're right. Fucking put a voltmeter on that son of a bitch and ride it. And, and you have meter, the little meal. Coil swap, clean yeah. your points, check your check your advancer, you know, do the, all the these pictures. little things. And resend more fucking pictures. <laughs> more yeah, news. we lost all the ones when you changed the number, so yeah, oh, resend hey, those. Hey. And, yeah. and because we're not because we're not going to give out fucking advice and not show you Look how to fucking do it. Look at your wiring. That's the only how reason about, why we're answering the question is because right, of the pictures. Because he sends so, naked so pictures, right? He sends naked girl pictures and pictures of bikes and stuff like that. Sometimes just staring at it. Just look at it. You yeah. just look at your bike sometimes, and you you find all kinds of problems. You just dibble down, get a rag, and start cleaning parts of it. Yeah, you're like, oh shit, look at this wire. Just okay. get past the smell. Well, then you've got it licked. I'm, you guys. This is my. This is this is today's <laughs> tip from your unky Phil. Everybody likes buying stuff. Everybody likes buying shit on Amazon's cool. and stuff like that. 
If you don't have one of these right now, go out and get it. Okay, here's Careful, why. though, because mine has yep. an on. Make sure yours has an on-off switch, because I killed my battery the first time oh, I used that. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, the LED. The voltmeter itself in that, if you leave it long enough, yeah. will kill your battery. Oh, I have mine on my Harley for like, I mean, it's a Harley. Okay, I, fair enough. So here's. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, you're right. So here's the deal. The, it's so this like leaving has, a cell phone yeah, charger this, plugged in. Mm-hmm. This has an SAE lead on it, which means you literally hook it up to the ring terminals that you're going to be using for your Optimate or battery tender because you're not a fucking moron. All right. But the reason you do this is this thing's got not one but two USBs on it and it's got a voltmeter. So you hook this thing up to your motorcycle and for the princely sum of under $13, you know, hard earned American Copex, right? It's genius. That's pretty cool. I really, really like this thing. Um, it's it's yeah, sleepy and I have had those for like six years. I, you're yep. just now getting caught up. No, I've been yep. selling them at the shop. They're hanging on the shelf. I think you bought yours from me. <laughs> but here's what I got to tell you guys. A little something something on this. This got a built-in amp meter. Uh huh. This has an amp meter. It's got output current. And <laughs> so this these are the ones I've been buying most recently. Because it literally does have a little switch on the side for volts and amps. That's pretty cool. Ooh, and that's, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's another thing, too. Maybe like your connections, spray yeah. them down with a little WD-40 yep. and pop yep. them apart and pack together a couple times, clean them up. Yep. Sometimes they'll just make you get a lot of resistance because they've corroded. and yep. Dielectric grease in there. Dielectric yeah. grease. I, just, yeah. I like WD-40. When I take a headlight out. Yeah. First thing I like to do is just spray with WD-40 yeah. and then just take a rag and just kind of go, hur, 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 hur. and know what it does. It cleans off all the wires, and you can tell what color you they are. You can see what color they are. <laughs> and here's another <laughs> another pro tip. Get all that dirt off the wires, and now you can tell what all the colors are. And I know yeah. what all the colors mean. So, hey. Have you ever taken, wow. uh, have you ever taken old, like, remember when you were kids, they had those hard candy cigarettes? Yeah. yeah. Remember those things? Yeah. yeah. Right? And you ever fall down off the swing set and fall on your pack of hard candy cigarettes? Mm-hmm. They shatter into dust. Oh. Well, that's what Japanese wiring is made of <laughs> from the 1970s. Especially the green one. Yeah, the green one. The green one is made of hard candy cigarettes. That'll fuck you over. Really so if bad. you have an Italian motorcycle or you have a Japanese motorcycle oh, yeah. and it has green anywhere in the wiring oh. harness, it's already it broken. Last it is already broken. You see any green wire and you just grab it and bend it into the shape of a U <laughs> and it just goes... <laughs> <laughs> and everything falls off. But if you spray it down with WD-40 a week before you go to touch it, I mean a week, that WD-40 soaks into all that rubber. And it re- reconstitutes it. Yeah. the petroleum products in the rubber. And I have had bikes before where I've pulled the stator off and looked at that bike and went, oh, not touching that for a week. And then I just bathe the whole motherfucker in WD-40. Just make it swim in WD-40. Throw an old towel over it. So you're feeding the dinosaurs without yes. the dinosaurs. That's exactly right. It's oh, not you're... really going to hurt anything. It's no. Because what it does is disperse water. It so disperses I mean, water. It creates a lubricant on the things that you're your about switches, to Your switches, all your switch gear and stuff. like that what WD stand for? Water displacement? Water displacement. Yeah. 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 Like, and you know, you know like what else? Your starter button doesn't work. A little WD-40, work it a few times, and it just comes back. It rinses it. It's, you know, it's and not... everywhere there's a rubber seal that runs against a piece of metal, that is drier than your great grandma's pasta. <laughs> it, it will it will magically protect that. So you give it a week with a good liberal dose of WD forty and just leave it the fuck alone. 
And you can charge for that. You can charge for that time. Huh? Because it's 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 impregnating the seals. As, yeah. well, as soon as Shop I get time. a new bike, especially a non-runner, yeah. it's like WD forty, the shit out of everything, thing, man. All yeah. the fulcrums on the yeah. brakes, the levers, the this, that, just a lot of WD forty. And if you're into old dirt bikes and stuff, that'll save you seven broken spokes. <laughs> no, and it's like that's real. Yeah. And to me, the the difference is, if I get on a nipple, <laughs> I want to know that thing's not going to come off. Nipple. Right. I mean, it's yeah. Spokes. Spokes. Uh, SSRs. So as I was uh, uh, hard enduroing my SSR, getting it ready for uh, getting it ready for Mid Ohio. Um, little hard right, Jay. Yeah. I uh, I was going through everything and rear spokes were loose. So I started tightening and I fixed it up. But I'm just saying, um, if you're out there beating the shit out of these SSRs, yeah. check the spoke once in a while. Right on, man. That's a good tip. Yeah. So we're we're kind of doing the hard work. We're we're beating on them and then you know. Well, and again. It, I re- I'm on all the internet forums. Yeah. And I love how every once in a while he's like, that thing's a piece of shit. Really? No. <laughs> no, I, I have, I have got evidence. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, you know what? I'm not talking about English money. When I tell you, I think I've got 3000 pounds of evidence. That's what, you know, all these guys are like, yeah, they're great bikes for 150 pound guys. We're like, no, no, not no, really. We're good. No, that's, I think we're all right on this one. Yeah. yeah. I, I have yet to hear one. I have yet to hear one scream out in anger. And be like, fuck you, I'm dying. No, they just seem to fucking go. Nick's got ran over by a car. What? <laughs> uh, people were out at the... Yeah, Piper brought a bunch of her friends out. And, I, you know, I was riding it around and I parked it. And I think somebody moved it to get their car out. And they must have parked it behind somebody else. And I don't know how you go and walk and get in your car and don't see that there's a bike behind it. But apparently the... Uh, Christine did, and uh, I was sitting in my chair, and I heard crunch. I heard some more crunch. I heard crunch. Oh. Then I heard crunch crunch again. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, my God. That doesn't sound good. So I come over, and like, yeah, she backed over it (gasps) all the way up to the tires and was trying to go over it, I think. And then pulled forward. She thought it was a muskrat. What the Pulled forward, and part of her bumper cover had come off and this, that. Oh, man. But I picked up the... The little todger and smacked its butt a little bit and gave him a shake. And I'm like, eh, it looks like the shifter bent a little bit, but that was about it. Oh, really? His okay. SSR. Is Are you kidding pressure. me? No, no. It's unfuckwithable. And it yeah. took the car out. Yeah. Yeah. The, the car <laughs> definitely had more damage. Really? Oh, yeah. I was worried she was going to have a pop tire or something. Oh, man. Oh, really? Or a hole in her gas tank. My cousin Joanna one time, I, I pulled my CB750. I nice. just pulled it out of the ground. It was kind of stuck in the ground. It was mooshed in. <laughs> Maybe that's what saved it. Yeah, the ground soft, being soft a little soil. soft. Yeah. My cousin, I pulled my bike in right behind her car. And I mean, CV750 is not a bike that can sneak up on you. No. And mine was it's, black with the gold and orange pinstripes. It's like nineteen man at 78. It's a big motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't just like look over and be like, oh, gee, where'd you come from? <laughs> right. And, and so I pulled in and put it behind her car at one of the family's birthday parties. And she left. And I mean, this is my cousin, Joanna. She's smart. Like, she's very smart. She's very cool. I love my cousin, Joanna. But apparently, cannot see (laughs) a 70s Japanese 750. And she backed right over my bike. Oh. Yeah. And I did not get away so easily, John. Not at all. So we can happily say that a, a SSR... 125 is tougher than a CB750. 